Welcome to Nerdy Nerdy, uh, a podcast about nerd pop culture. Uh, We talk about any relevant news that comes up and affects us nerds, as well as discuss topics that we may find relevant in today's culture. My name is Keo. And I'm Nito. (laughs) We did not do that the last time. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So this is technically officially the first episode. I know like in the last one, we put, we said episode three. Yeah. Yeah. but that's kind of our episode zero, just kind of a, a very ground structure of how to start. But this should really be like our first one, right? This is the first first one. Yeah, people were like, episode three, where are the others? And I'm like, guys, don't <laughs> worry about it. Like, listen, um, it's okay. So this yeah. is technically the first one. Um, we're going to be talking about, I, I guess, like a few simple things. And then the next episode we do, we're going to be talking about decade of 2010 and what's the best and I guess worst of. Um, yeah, yeah. Like what we find the best decade. and worst. Yeah, the best decade. It'll be pretty fun. Um, I'm excited for that. But that's next episode. This yep. episode, we're going to be talking about uh, just a few things that are happening. It is a new year, so happy new year, happy 2020. Happy new year. There's no uh, song for that. I was. I don't yes. know where I was going. <laughs> happy new year to you. Um, you I know, guess. Well, so so I think this is going to be the most relevant joke throughout the whole year. That. Uh, this year is, you know, hindsight year. It's 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I've heard yeah. it nonstop already. Uh, really? I decided, though, yeah, like a lot of people have been like, yo, hindsight 2020. And I'm I've like, never heard that before you said what? it. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm glad I got to ruin it for you. Yeah, now I'm But now I've already, I've already moved past it, though. Like, I, I've kind of gotten to that point where I'm like, you know what? Hindsight, it's 50-50. And they're like, okay. What? No, it's 2020. I'm like, yeah, that's this year. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yo, it's it's 50-50. And they're just like, holy shit, this guy. So like, now I'm just trying to make it even worse. Just break the meme. Or not yeah, the you meme, broke me. Just, <laughs> yeah, see, I'm just trying to make it so that people will stop saying hindsight 2020. But... <laughs> All right, you're running the 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 counterculture war. I see you. Yeah, that's that's how I do it. I always run the counterculture. I gotta I gotta be there for that. Um, yep. So uh, okay, so yes. Oh, we didn't. Said, hmm? uh, maybe we're getting there, but we need to talk about what what part of nerd culture we hail from. Yes, that's what I was about to say. That's oh, what, sorry. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna say, wait, it's okay. It's okay. I just wanted to. Okay. Um, so. Continue. Uh, yeah, as we said, my name's Keo. Uh, my, my my co-host here, as well as is Nito. Um, I come from mainly video games. I also stream on Twitch. I I guess I'm aspiring to be a voice actor, but uh, not really getting too far in that. But I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah, that's all you can do. You try, 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 and then it happens. Is I think how life works. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Uh, I guess me, I'm Nito, as has been said. I hail from a lot of different things. Uh, gaming culture, of course. I do game quite a bit. But I also dabble a lot in um, in like tech news and watching what comes out of like Intel AMD and that space. Movies. I love movies. Uh, used to be mostly cinema, but now everything is streaming. So you're going to hear a lot of that from me. And then I also watch general news. So occasionally you're going to see something like maybe not so nerdy, but also just big. No, um, everything is nerdy. That's the reality. That's, that's everything the whole point is nerdy. of this podcast. Everything's nerdy. Like at one point, I really want to get a football nerd 
or basketball nerd to really get into the stats and the history, the lore of sport. And I but want like, them to like go really ham and be like, and we'll just be here being like, wow, this guy's a freaking nerd. But like, that's us. So it's okay. Yeah. But culture would never see him as a nerd. I don't know. It's really, it's I, you weird. say that, but have you ever listened to anyone talk about fantasy football? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, wow, this is nerdy. Like, what is this dork stuff? And like even some football people are like, that's just too much for me. That's too much. I just like the sport. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I feel like you can find there's always gonna like even when you look at like uh what is it? People who really like sneakers and stuff. There's like the sneaker oh, heads. Oh yeah. And there's those heads. people that like go into like, yo, this year's version of the Yeezys though had this kind of thing and that and you're just like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. And I'm sure oh, normal people are going to be like, no, who cares, right? I'm, so, I'm here thinking, like, you're just like me. So nerd is not the topic, but the depth. Oh, I see yeah. you. Yeah. I feel like that's how it really, we need to get really nerdy with the nerds. Oh, we're going to, we're going in. Uh, did you have, did you have any kind of like a week this past week? Oh, stuff that I did for the week. Um, just got out of a 1920s themed a uh, company party and we did like a murder mystery hunt type thing and i'm big on true crime so everyone looked at me to try and solve it and i was literally <laughs> inches away like i had everything i had the motives i had the method i just had the wrong person because apparently oh it was the it was the grandma that would kill her own stepson to save the daughter that she doesn't even know what the daughter looks like it was oh i was mad this is like a very intricate version of clue or it, yeah it was knives out i'm not sure if i'm into that but it's it's that sounds interesting i mean i'm just mad that i was literally there you don't understand <laughs> <laughs> just, you were literally it was right under your nose you're just like i feel like i can smell it but if i i don't want to look down I mean, I don't even think it was under my nose. It was like in the next room, but whatever. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, okay uh, but no, it was good. Good food, company party. So, of course, it was like a half day. So, that was fun. I wish I had a company party. Like the only thing my company does that's like really cool uh, is they give me turkey on Thanksgiving. They give you? <laughs> Like a whole turkey, yeah. They just give it out. It's not Ooh. like it's that amazing because it's kind of like, well, it's like a ten dollar turkey. Like you're not, you're not, you're not going that far. Up. But the whole company gives out to everyone a whole turkey. So that's kind of cool. So it's Dang, cool. dude. Yeah, it saves you the trip to go. They give it to you the day before. I hope so you can defrost uh, it's, or whatever. It's like the Monday of, so it can, it can defrost for like two days. It takes a yeah. while. I don't know if you know this. If you've ever cooked a turkey, uh, my family has tried. Yeah. That's yeah, right. but like we we've talked about this in a, in a previous episode. In a previous that never episode, aired. yeah. <laughs> he he doesn't have he doesn't celebrate Thanksgiving. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Our first Thanksgiving when my family uh, uh, immigrated from outside the states, and so we come in. Of course, we don't really know what's up with Thanksgiving. So my mom is like, "Let's make our first Thanksgiving turkey." Um, pulls this thing out of the fridge or whatever the day of, like the morning of. <laughs> they try and make this thing disaster it did not go well so my family just gave up um turkey altogether. making turkeys all together it's not it's, it's not a good meat like we just don't like the taste of it 
Um, it, it's an acquired taste. I feel it's weird. I, I don't yeah. always like turkey, but yeah. Anyway, you gotta you gotta defrost it for like two days. Yeah, you gotta put some and then work you gotta in. spend a whole day to cook it. It's just yeah, it's, it's so much work for what turkey is. It's not worth. No, just <laughs> fire up the grill, throw your steaks on there, and you're good. Like just eat that. Yeah, I could I could do that. I could do that. Uh, my week has been pretty much just trying to figure out a game to replace Overwatch. Oh, that's <laughs> so. As I said, I was a gamer. I uh, I've I play a lot of games. Nito and I have been playing this game. We're part of a community that plays a game called Overwatch, mm-hmm. and it's a it's just a it's just a shooting game. If you haven't heard of Overwatch, it's pretty big. It's mainly a game where you pick a hero and you fight another. You play as a team of heroes and fight another team of heroes. Uh, that, that's me. That's basically it. you shoot each other. Uh, there's objectives like delivering packages and uh, capturing points. Yeah, and not like to totally because it was huge when it came out. I and... still think it is huge. But oh, like, it's still it's not... big. Yeah, but I think what was really interesting about it when it came out is how many communities it it drew its player base from. You had the guys that were coming from like CS:GO, COD, and really tactical shooters, but then it also brought in like a huge MOBA crowd, which is kind of where I came from because I had experience with like Dota Two. Right. Um, so it was my first PC shooter. My first real um, shooter experience was Overwatch. So it was a big game for me, and it got me into Discord and all this stuff. So huge game culturally and. I guess personally, right. um, and so like I, I I still love the game. I love it so much, but I'm just so I'm I finally hit throughout the years. Everyone has said the game is getting worse, and I've never felt that way until this year, the year 2020, the Ooh. hindsight where I start to realize, yeah, you know what? I don't I don't think this is a good direction. So I've been looking around. I finally found a weird place. It was a it's a kind of like a clone in the in the video game space. If a game is popular, a lot of games will oh, copy it. Yeah. So this is a copy of that game. Essentially, there's a lot of similar heroes. Like it just feels like they it's it's the Pepsi to the Coke, right? Every everything has a Pepsi to their Coke. Yep. This is the Pepsi variant, and I found myself liking it. It's called Paladins. I spent like all of last night playing it until like two a.m. It was. Yeah, it was pretty insane. Maybe I've not heard so a lot like, about it. Like, how close is it to to the Overwatch experience? For the experience, not that similar. That's what I found interesting. Huh. The characters, super similar. <laughs> like, hmm. so it, it, it. So I'm like, wow, this is just this character, but transferred over and maybe given one or two abilities from another character. But when we're playing it, it's like it, it has similar objectives. Like, you got to deliver a payload, right? For one of the objectives but you have to capture a point in the middle of the field and it's wh- whoever side gets it first gets it and that's a point and, uh, and you need four points to win the game so you get the point and then you deliver the payload to the other enemy's side that's another point but if you don't deliver it by the by the by the time it's over it's a point for the other side so it's kind of like a draw okay so in essence you're fighting to see if you can be the last team to to capture the point in the middle, like on the fourth point, like if it goes three, four, three, four, or you have to deliver it twice so that you get the two points both times. 
Okay. So, so it's okay. There's there's a lot of interesting ways to it, and and that's just the payload part. Then there's like team deathmatch, where it's just get forty kills. Yeah, I got the frags, um, uh, and that's pretty fun. It's it's a really interesting game. I'm enjoying it, but uh, you know, that's that's been my week basically. It's just playing okay, games. experimenting. Yeah, Overwatch is a. Uh, I feel like it's very, very taxing mentally on some on some people. Just the whole ranked experience. Um, so, congrats well, on moving on. That's kind of the thing on competitive games is that it's always going to be taxing. I think. Well, so so my background in games, you already know this, but I guess this is our episode zero. But I come from yeah. an extremely competitive gaming background. Right. Um, started in the racing sim space, and that's like margins are basically fractions of a second and stuff like that. Um, so, competitive gaming is like the core of how I play and the games I enjoy. What killed me or not killed me, but what really, I guess, ground my gears with Overwatch is that because it's team-focused and things like that, I saw my individual growth like pay off less and less and less the more time I put into the game. And then the game is in some ways anti-skill. Like it nerfs the, the ability of, of mechanics to triumph because due to abilities and all this stuff, whatever, whatever, that's a big discussion on its own. And so over time, I found like the better I got at Overwatch, the higher I would climb. But the higher I got, my individual skill mattered less. And it's like this weird feedback thing. And that eventually just made it harder to, to be in the game. See, okay, so I, I completely understand that. And that's where I think I like this game, Paladins. You should try it out, you know. I think we should try it out at some point. Try Paladins. I mean, it's free, so. It's free, yeah. It's a free-to-play game. And... It's 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 really interesting because I was playing uh, this character called Lex. He's kind of like Tracer if you've played Overwatch, and a combination of of her and a character named Lucian from League of Legends. Like like I said, like they they pull characters together and kind of morph them into this thing. It's a flanker character. There's two types of damage. There's main damage, which I yeah. guess is to bust tanks up and stuff, and then flanker who goes for the flank for like supports and other and like the damage. Um. Their role is so interesting. So, so he's like super in and out, has like two pistols, but he has a skill where you, uh, you need to like, it randomly targets a person on the enemy team that's currently alive and you do extra damage specifically to them. And if you okay. kill them, you gain like health back and all this stuff. So while the team is doing teamwork stuff, you, you as a player can, can pick this character and like solo carry. So like, Okay. We were losing. We were losing some games, but I was keeping us in because I was just I was constantly killing their backline. So all they had left were like their good frontline. It was really okay. interesting. Yeah, and this is again like my first few times playing, so I'm not even that good. This was like it was interesting. I think okay. you should try it. You may like it. Probably, but I have I have a lot of games on my plate. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the reality. Is that yeah, just the reality so of games. it. We're in 2020. The hindsight where you have to figure out which game is worth your time because there's a lot of games out. Which yeah, is which is good. I agree. The gaming space is maybe not new games being awesome, but games that are already out and continued um, support are, are pretty good. So. Yeah. All right. So on to news. Uh, I don't hey, have a lot of news today, but I know you have been. You want to talk about CES? Yeah, uh, CES. 
man, what does the acronym even stand for? Now that I think about it. Um, but it's like a big tech fair happens yearly um, that companies show up to display their new stuff. Um, and some interesting stuff has been going down in CES. I wanted to start with um, with Uber partnering with uh, Hyundai. 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 I'm a partial car guy. This is uh, this is uh, embarrassing. Ah, oh, where is it? <laughs> where is it? I gotta search it up real quick. Also, I lost my web page. How do we not know what CES stands for? It's something like electronic something. <laughs> yeah, it's electronics. I know that. It, it, it's it when the acronym becomes like synonymous with the event, no one understands the real meaning anymore. I mean, can can we just like side tangent here? Yeah, this is how you know you have a bad name. Oh, found it. Right, like E three is also it's like the big gaming one of what CES is. Uh, yeah. By the way, um, I think it's computer consumer electronic, and then I yeah, I just found it. Consumer electronic show. Okay, yeah. See, that's weird. Uh, so like, there's you know E three, which is the big gamer one of what is the consumer electronic show. Uh, no one really remembers what it stands for. It's Electronic Entertainment Expo. Yeah, no, never. Like, no one, no, no one remembers that. There's there, the best ones are things like uh, the big fighting game tournament Evo. It's just Evolution. That's it. They yeah, shortened it to mm -hmm. Evo. Really Done. simple, straightforward. CES. We had to look this up, and I'm pretty sure I knew this beforehand as well like somewhere in my life I oh yeah no i just blanked i was like hold up a moment now that i'm on the spot <laughs> i need to remember it this acronym is gibberish yeah. uh, so but anyway come up with acronyms don't make it crap okay don't make it crap uh top top tip uh but yeah ces uber and hyundai uh revealed a flying taxi uh the concept being that like you can uber a car, you can now Uber this thing. You show up at a helipad, and it flies you to wherever you want to go. Uh, they're saying that the first prototype will be ready uh, in 2023. So they just showed like uh, like a model and basically a concept. Um, I find this interesting because I think it's a symptom of uber basically not knowing how to be a company in a sense <laughs> um, if you aren't aware uber they've been around for a while they've never been profitable actually right well um, it's like amazon they're never truly pulling a profit but they just make so much revenue well kind of but also different because of uber's class maybe not anymore as a startup but like as this pioneering younger company. Um, and now that they're coming up with this idea of like a flying taxi, part of me is like, oh, this is cool. But the other side of me is like your current business model isn't, isn't generating positive cash flow yet. And now you want to do this. And I'm not sure that your clientele, like, the percentage of people right. that would be able to do a flying Uber is less than people that already do Ubers. And the whole point of Uber is it being like a cheaper um, way way to travel. Taxi service, right. Yeah, like a cheaper. Well, there's, um, have, you know that they also do like Uber, Uber Copter and Uber like flights, right? They have That's Uber Copter? Yeah, you can, there's this like, you can get it, you can, 
there are people that have like small planes and helicopters that oh, yeah. are in Uber. And if the option is available for you for where you're trying to go or near your destination, it will show up. See, that's interesting because so as is, I, was... I feel like this is kind of like already a part of it, right? Or at least an evolution of it. Well, how many people know about I can Uber a helicopter? So I feel I, like that's honestly, a, that's that I feel like it's a fringe thing, which is like similar right. to like Uber Eats and all this stuff that Uber basically started all these periphery services to try and like come up with additional revenue and become profitable around their main service. And it hasn't really worked out. Um, but as I was researching this whole thing, I was led to basically this service that Uber wants to do exists in a company called Blade. And so I hopped over to the Blade website. I, I put the link if you, if you want to go there uh, too. But basically Blade is helicopter rides. They like through an app, very much like Uber, you can book um, transit via helicopter, but their model is like way more one percenter. Like the cheapest oh ride. Oh my God, I'm looking at this website. so. Yeah, Just so you guys know it's like blade.flyblade.com. It is, it is so one percent. It's just like rich yes. white people just all having it literally like the number one thing for cocktail parties. Yep, <laughs> there's a blade lounge area, and you're like, yep. Uh -huh. So only the people that have millions of dollars, yeah, are doing this. And like, if you look at where they service, it's like if you want to go from Manhattan to LaGuardia in five minutes <laughs> via private helicopter, this is your ticket, right? And then the membership thing is like, um, they call it Blade GX. And the benefits are like um, sunset cocktails at lodges, uh, lounge access. I think you get a Porsche as your ground transport. It's like um, very, very one percenter. And it's a different, I think they understand that the people that would be flying around regularly via these apps are not like, you know, college kids trying to come back from the airport or, or, or something like that. Like it's just a different, um, I feel like it's a different model, just a different business I that love Uber how... is trying. I, I just, I love, I'm like, I'm so, I'm already, I'm going deep into this website. Like mm -hmm. this is for like to get this pass, by the way, the join blade GX. It's like, are you or a loved one under 28 or 28 and under? And you're like, so this is literally for rich kids. Yeah. Rich young people. Yes. It's the 1% who are like, daddy, can you please get this for me? It's just like, uh, this is, this is pretty yikes. Yeah. So this is what Uber's trying to grab. I mean, I guess it's smart. I don't think so. You don't think? Right? Because if Uber is trying to come in here, right, they have basically two options. They can match what's already out there, which is stuff like Blade, which is super posh. Uh, one percenter people is not going to be cheap, right? And the Uber right. brand is kind of synonymous with um, everyday cheap services right so it doesn't match with their current well, image right you, sure you, you have like Uber X and stuff like that but for example like if you are a semi-rich person right you don't necessarily 
Uber from the airport. You oh, get... wouldn't you though? I mean, no. You my dad, so? my dad doesn't. Um, we have our own guy. I feel like smart people don't need Uber, but people smart people don't lazy. need Uber. Okay, people who are lazy need Uber, and I'm talking about like when it comes to people who have the money. Like if you if you if you have other means that are not just getting Uber, because like I find Uber really cheap. Like when I go to LA, but Uber's not cheap where I live near DC. So it's like there's this weird, like well in DC it's cheaper, but like outside of DC, if I'm like trying to get home, it's kind of expensive. So I don't Uber outside of DC. Yeah, but if you're a person considering flying via helicopter to the airport, I don't <laughs> think you. I don't think your prior option was Uber. Well, that, see, this is the thing. This is, where, this is what I'm getting at. Oh. If you're lazy and rich, and you're just like, I don't want to look anywhere. What does Uber say? Oh, there's a copter. Good. I like my copter rides because I like my Blade service. And now I don't have to spend a subscription and I can immediately get something for me. I feel like that would work, right? Well, my counterpoint is if you're a rich person and lazy, you don't even use an app. You call up your boy that drives oh, you every yeah. single day. And go. So like Yeah. So the people that's what I'm saying. Like the people who would consider flying with Uber don't use Uber already. Like it's not part of their of their life. So Uber either has to be so cheap that you and I are flying Uber or be basically have a one percenter option that is fly me places. And I don't see that working out. See, I think the thing is, we don't know how much of the 1% actually use Uber. Like, I know some, like, yeah, I true. know the, 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 the guy who owns Twitter, Jack, right? Jack, actually, I only know him as at Jack or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, I know he has Uber because one time he posted his, his uh, iPhone layout, like his, his apps that he uses. And one of them was Uber. And I was like, oh, so he's an Uber guy. So, like, I know he Ubers. I know he Ubers. Oh man, it's Jack. It's Jack Dorsey, I think. Right. Anyway, if Jack Dorsey can Uber, anyone can Uber. Right. I don't know. That's how I see I mean, it. But yeah. you're probably right. They probably all have assistants. They probably like the most of the ones, and they probably don't need this. So it is kind of a waste. Yeah, I I just find it like of all the things Uber can be doing to to flip their books, a bespoke air taxi. I don't think is the play. Yeah. Imagine if they just spent that money instead of making a flying Uber to announce, hey, we're going to make it so that everyone has more revenue in their pockets for being a ride sharing with Uber. Like, okay. just pay, oh, pay okay. your employees more. And then you have more people wanting to drive more and do more work. And then Uber becomes more of a lucrative business for everyone but uber uber subsidizes every ride already oh my god yeah i don't i don't know man maybe just don't waste money how about that that's what i'm saying uber does not generate money every single ride you take with uber is to some degree subsidized by uber they're paying a portion of your ride already so and i remember it got it got more expensive over time too yeah because they realized that they can't keep that's so, oh man, they must be so in the red. This is so weird. Oh yeah, no, they, they generate losses and 
it's a whole discussion on why that occurred and how these startups work. Um, Does Lyft also have like this kind of system? Yeah, no, Lyft also. All these ride-sharing things are not cash flow positive. Um, so are they just trying to compete to be the only one left? Well, and then hopefully from that point, maybe like raise the prices? Not even that. When Uber was conceived, the business model of Uber was grow super fast. So they would borrow a bunch of money. They would show up in a city, subsidize all these rides and make it basically so they were the only game in town because they were running at a loss. And then eventually so many people would be on Uber. It would, they would reach like basically critical mass that all these other ride service companies can't exist. And then they would be pro- profitable. What they didn't count on was basically other large competitors. So because Lyft is now comparable to Uber, they're all losing money is essentially what happened. It only oh. works if you're the only game in town. And they're not. So, so now they just are perpetually losing, losing money. money. Everyone's yeah. losing money. Everyone's, Everyone's losing, losing money. because. One company wanted to try and win, I guess, or like compete. That's weird. I mean, it's a, it's it's basically they tried to be Amazon and weren't successful. Like Amazon is really there's only one Amazon. No one's as big right. as them, and they dominate everything. And then once you're big, you know you're too big to fail, and no one can compete you. Well, Uber just didn't get there quick enough, and now they're stuck in the weeds fighting it out. Um, Quick aside, uh, Casper just uh, launched their own stock, their IPO. They're in the same place. Um, they're they're falling into the exact same trap. By the way, isn't that the ma- the mattress company? mattress company? Yeah, they're not profitable. I hear them so much on podcasts, so they're yeah. they're also not good. Oh wow, okay. No, because you not spend not- all this money advertising to be the only game in town, but they're not the only game in town, and so as a result. You know, they're stuck with all of this. It's shipping costs, basically, because they have to ship all these mattresses is what's sinking them. But the idea was we'd become so big in the online mattress space that we would outcompete everybody. And if you're the only person selling mattresses online, the money shows up. But they're not the only people selling mattresses online. All right. So what you're telling me, you know, is that I should never get into a business that already exists because I'm only going to make it worse on not just myself, but everyone else. And I will just make it horrible for everyone. Not true. If you want to talk about how um, this is now getting to a discussion of like what wealth inequality in America looks like. People. So Uber, there are Uh people that made a crap ton of money in Uber, right? despite it not losing money. And I'm not talking about the executives, people that invested in Uber. Right. These were the people that invested before they went public, right? People that already had shares before, um, before they opened their offering to the rest of us mere mortals. And those people are inevitably already rich venture capitalists that saw Uber when it was young and invested at the outset. And then now when oh, so Uber, they're the Jeff Bezos where like the company yeah. is still in the red, but they're just so rich now it doesn't okay. No, okay. not even the people in the red, the people that gave the initial capital to start with. Right? The people that well, I just mean the company Uber. as a whole is in the red, but it doesn't matter because they're 
they're rich, so it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter because when Uber goes for their IPO, these people already hold shares, right? Mm -hmm. And when companies, um, when I say IPO, these are initial um, public offerings, the first sale of stock to the public. Everyone that owns prior shares prior to that is when it's a private company. So these people that invested in the beginning are holding share of the company. When the company goes public, um, at that point, the share price is always inflated because people have optimism for the company. The stocks are generally worth more than they actually are worth. So these people who know the company isn't necessarily profitable, right? When the IPO happens, they immediately sell at this inflated price, make a crap ton of money and walk away. And then the people that bought those shares, you and I, are now stuck with shares that are going to be constantly losing value because the company isn't turning a profit. Everybody who was there prior made money. Everyone after who didn't have an opportunity to hop in because we aren't super rich already are losing money. And that's, that's where, that's an example of, guess, like where wealth inequality comes out is in instances like this. Um, so... And the same thing happens with every day from, from this stuff. So what you're saying is we should make a mattress ourselves and then we should sell it, make a company, and then dip out when we become public. And then disappear? Yes. Okay. You know what? All right. We're going to become venture capitalists. We got this. <laughs> oh, man. Welcome yeah. to Rich Nerdy Nerdy. We are a podcast about becoming venture capitalists. Um, we're going to just ruin the world one, one more step at a time. Yeah, no, being a venture capitalist is easy. You don't have to be right. You just got to jump on early and leave early. Oh, God, that's that so scummy. That's the play. Yeah. Okay. So what else, what else happened? <laughs> yes. uh, I guess I'll, I'll fast forward to the rest of it. Uh, my next thing was impossible pork. Um, basically, this is fake, uh, fake meat uh, derived from soybeans. It's from the same company that came up with the impossible burger. Um, which was um, wait? Plant. So is it? It's still soy. Yeah, it's soy. I believe it's soy. Okay, I I didn't I didn't know. I when they say it's plant based GMO stuff, I'm like, okay, so it's not soy because they would just say it's soy based. Well, it is but GMO it stuff. Um, yeah. you don't make this without without in doing some GMO GMO right. work. Um, but basically, they came out with they debuted their Impossible Pork. It is kosher and halal friendly. Um, it's got less calories, less fat. It's basically superior to pork. And everything that I've seen on it what? says that it tastes, cooks. It does all the things that regular pork does. It's just better right, for the so environment because it's plant-based. I, I will, I, I'm going to say this. I don't like beef that much. And okay. I tried the Impossible Burger, and I liked it, but I don't like beef that much. I, there's the only time I like it is really in burgers, which is where the Impossible mm-hmm. uh, Burger really comes from. So like yeah. that's the only time I like it. But like you're gonna tell me like, oh yeah, here's Impossible Beef filet mignon, and I'd be like, all right, whatever, that's fine. But pork is like my jam. My, yeah, my jam. Apparently, this is like you can't tell the difference. It, is it less carbon footprint as well, or is it? Yeah, because because there's no livestock. Okay, required. that's true. you're right. right. Raising livestock is incredibly energy intensive. I think it's something like what does it say here? So, of all the greenhouse emissions in the world, 
14 and a half percent of it is life is livestock. Not to mention, like, in order to grow livestock, you have to clear forests and clear land and everything. Growing beef and traditional meat is is pretty bad for the environment. So if you can do stuff with plants, um, it's that better. better. The only yeah. the only thing that I'm like really concerned about is 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 this a situation where if we all switch over to I guess I wouldn't because like it would still be less livestock being built for just this location like all the locations would just be made for like soy farms and stuff, right yeah yeah farmers would just start growing more uh way and based um plant-based stuff which is better for the environment overall um okay. critically I, I found this interesting because like you know climate change is huge in the news and we talk about we need to go solar are we going to do nuclear and all this stuff but there's also can we just all switch to plant-based meat? Um, and I feel like that isn't talked about a bunch. And I think there's this stigma against it. So I have a friend that's vegan. And every year we go to a vegan festival. And like, right. I'm like, why do you invite me? I'm a huge meat eater. My entire family <laughs> is straight out of Africa. We're, we're eating goats and all of this stuff, right? I'm a big, I eat a lot of meat. And she's like, well, no one would come with me because they hear it's vegan. And it's like, uh, apparently, they, people just don't want to I won't lie. There's some, it. like, when we talk, we're, we're nerdy, nerdy. There are some vegan nerds that really hammered in that everyone. Oh, yeah. So I can understand why people like me. It's just, it's the vegan yeah. culture. The vegan culture. She's not, like, militantly vegan. Which I guess I'm assuming. I'm, I'm assuming if she's okay with bringing a meat eater to a vegan place, like she's probably okay. Like she's she's probably. Oh wait, you know. so they won't even invite meat eaters to a vegan? I thought it was meat I'm eaters assuming, don't want to go. I'm assuming it's that. Oh, okay. Here, here's hear me out. I'm assuming if if she's like willing enough to invite you, that she's not actively shaming you, so she's a good person. So she's a good person, right? She's a good she's vegan a good person. So I think vegan. that people who go, I don't want to go, are usually uh, like know a vegan that's been like, you're awful for eating meat. You're going to kill us all. And they're like, listen, I'm just trying to live my life, dude. Right? Dang. <laughs> oh, because I've had I've had vegans tell me, like, you're actively killing us. And I'm like, OK, but like, hold up. <laughs> OK, but I'm, I'm not trying to. All right. Like, I'm, I'm just doing my best here. Dude, I just roll out like, where's your, where's your Prius? Uh, go trade it in. Do, do your part. But whatever. Um, well, see, no, actually, I, this is, this is such a, I don't want to tangent too much here, but this is actually a discussion that, that verbatim like happened almost where, where they were telling me this. And I was like, yeah, but you know, like I don't, I don't drive as much, you know, I, I, I do my best. I, I recycle as best as I can. And they literally told me, like this dude literally told me, the best way to lower your carbon footprint is to stop eating meat. Driving a car means nothing in comparison. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so, like, I don't know how to win here. Like, I'm not trying to win, but like, I'm just trying to like neutralize the situation. Yeah. And you're making it so bad on me. Like, we, we need to not shame the people that maybe we feel aren't doing their part, but encourage them to, in right. what and they're already like what doing, and do probably. extra steps. Like your friend did this, right? Like they invited you to this place. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think she has any hope of converting me to be vegan. But I gotta admit, 
these fake meat burgers are pretty good. Like, yeah, impossible I, burgers. I, I they're zero. quite alright. Yeah. So, so I have zero hangups about eating a food like this. Um, but apparently they've because to make this they've needed to do GMO work and create like new yeast and and alter um, foods out there which people don't like which I don't fully understand, I guess, why people are so, like you would resist this product on those grounds, okay. considering human history is basically altering our food to begin with. Yeah. Like it, it, it's, it's old hat. I mean, we, we sugar down our food so much to the point where like, you realize nothing is actually what it tastes like because there's just so much sugar and salt and everything. Oh yeah, that that too. Like none of our food is real, guys. <laughs> um, as much as you you would you would like it to be, but no, it was it was big. This was one of the biggest things that come out of of CES is the impossible impossible pork i mean i i believe it because impossible burgers came out and everyone was like yeah whatever but then like that big promotion of just try it and and so yeah. like all of us tried it and it's like you know what it's pretty good yeah it's pretty good and critically in the u.s we consume beef more than well beef and chicken um a lot but right outside of the u.s the dominant meat is pork Right. So this has this stands maybe an even bigger chance actually, of impacting the world. Okay, so this this actually affects me a lot. So I, I want to say this: I'm not a vegan. I'm not a vegetarian, but I have so much sympathy for cows and and pigs, specifically okay. cows and pigs. Chickens chickens in my eyes can die. Like they, I'm fine with eating them. They're dumbass birds. They Damn. can be cute as little chicks, but they're just they're just like they're terrorist birds when they become chickens, right? And they can be, they're usually, they're just like awful creatures. They're dumb as crap. Like, um, I, I had a friend who, whose mom had a farm, um, like a small, like pet animal farm. Like she just wanted that in the countryside. And, um, she had chickens who were constantly attacked by foxes. And instead of being like traumatized and paranoid that the fox was going to kill them other than like, cause it kept attacking them at night, they just kept running away, like outside to get hunted down. Like they didn't understand that they were safe. Oh yeah, no, they're in a house. They are brained. Yeah. But pigs, they are smarter than dogs. Like they are one of the smartest creatures, really close to intelligence with us. They have empathy. Like I love pork so much. It is so delicious. But eating it is so hard for me because I oh. know I am eating something so close to intelligence. Like it's so close to eating human. And it feels uh, awful that like you're taking like imagine like you're eating some kid's daughter like or not kids dude stop I'm feeling ah, right right stop. and that's that's like that's your one one night at Korean barbecue ah I'm rethinking so, life impossible pork I'm completely down with that you're down impossible with chicken if they made it I'd be like but why who cares like who <laughs> <laughs> but impossible pork I'm like you know what. I get this. I, I'm if it if it works and it's honestly uh, accessible. Oh, uh, that's it the other close thing, enough. Yeah. It doesn't have to taste amazing. Close enough, but if it's accessible, if it's like not, it could be more expensive, but not that much more expensive, right? Yeah. Like I don't want to break the bank for this. But if it's if it hits those three things, I'm all in on Impossible Pork. Impossible Burgers again. I only like burgers when it comes to beef. I don't need it for anything else. 
thought pork, I have a ton of. Give me that pork. All right. Uh, Keo's going to be there in Whole Foods. Straight <laughs> up buying all the pork. You heard it yep. here first. Impossible pork, for sure. Impossible pork. Um, man, I got to wrap up CES quick. The other big thing out of CES were, was this company or project associated with Samsung called Neon. Um, and they're doing, let me pull up my, my web page on it. Uh, you can go to the site. I put the links here, but take, take a peek and. All right. Neon.life. Yeah. Neon.life. Good looking website, right? Uh, it's pretty modern day, like mobile, mobile, uh, mobile friendly, I guess is the word. Yeah. What is yeah. what is neon? I don't know what this is. It's just as a new kind of life. Yes. Um it they're basically pitching it like Cortana from Halo. Like that's what they're building. This AI that's going to be more lifelike and understand human emotion and and all of this stuff. And like so the pictures that they have of it is apparently what it would look like and it would move like real people. Um but it's super interesting, right? They're pitching it as not an upgrade to Siri, to to Google Home, whatever he's called, or Bixby that Samsung has. Like, it's not that. It's not designed for me to ask it what the weather is like. But it's supposed to be, quote unquote, a friend. Which then they say, oh, no, but it can be like your yoga instructor. So I'm like, oh, okay, hold up. What okay. is it supposed to be? Um, so this is this is Siri on steroids, but they don't want to be like we're 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 not making Siri though. Yes, it's like kind of nebulous what they want it to be. They're calling it like a new kind of life, whatever, whatever. So now, <laughs> uh, go to the YouTube video and go to like four minute, uh, like four minutes thirty in and watch this thing in action. Oh my god, is this gonna be okay? I need to I need to see this real home. Like give him a uh, moment. You said four minutes in, all right. Like uh, four, four and a half. Oh my god. Okay, so what what for for all the for all the listeners, because obviously they can't see any of this stuff. Yeah. It's this, what I'm seeing here is essentially a rendered mock-up of a person, like a 3D rendered image. Or video and it is trying its best to look and be human <laughs> but is essentially just siri it's kind of like um it kind of reminds me of those things that were uh, the deep fakes from before yeah it's and worse it than like it's fake. it's worse than a deep fake because i'm assuming it's not just like putting a face onto an already established motion capture and it's trying to do its own motion capture right like yeah but it it's is someone to... else's face and they just put it on an AI skeleton. And and like she's blinking weird. Like they got this woman to like the left of the of the AI. And that's the person that they're copying. And she's like doing weird ass blinks, weird ass like mouth movements when she talks. But she's it's like essentially just AI. Like they're just trying to make AI. Yeah. So I don't so I listed it as Basically, the future is far, far away. As in, <laughs> <laughs> like, 
like it's it was like when I heard I was at work and you know coworkers were talking about it's like yeah this this amazing AI you know companion thing whatever whatever and it's so hyped like when you read articles about it and everything but then I watched it and I'm like guys this is a chat bot like <laughs> we have this already we have, have Siri there's literally like speaking of Cortana right. Yeah. There's already Cortana from Microsoft, and they tried to push hard to make that like a universal thing, and they're they're stepping down a little bit now. Yeah. Not to completely lambast them, what they're trying to do is actually interesting. They want to so the basis of how our current AI works is like prompt words, so like, hey Siri, you have to say really specific things, and it's looking for very specific structures and how you communicate with it where we don't communicate fluidly with our AI, right? They're trying to make an AI that is just like, hey, Steve, you know, I'm going out. And he's like, oh, here are the things you should know. Or they want to get it to the point where this could be like your own financial advisor. So you would call up your little Cortana thing. You would show up on a hologram and be like, yeah, I'm to invest. And you'd be like, oh, I can help you with that. And things like that. To create it to be that level, and where our interaction with it is seamless. Like, we don't have to so, treat them like, differently. When you were saying yoga before, I, all I'm thinking is, like, man, could you imagine, like, this weird, janky AI being like, here is a warrior pose, and it, like, does some weird-ass pose that no human should be doing, and you're like, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's, it's, my, it's my advisor. And, like, yes. it, like, ruins someone's back, and, like, who's to blame here? <laughs> Oh, like, liability of AI. Let's not get started. Yeah, um, see, like, I, this, this seems like it's a giant mess. Like, I don't know. The, I like virtual assistants like Alexa and Siri because they are only virtual assistants. They are there to help you out when you need them, but you don't need them. You never, that's what, like, I think a lot of people forget is that, like, with these AIs, you don't need them. You just, it just makes things a little bit more convenient, right? I think, have you seen the movie uh, Blade Runner 20? No, I, I haven't seen the new Blade Runner before. Okay, Runner. well, first of all, it's an amazing movie. We'll never see I one like, like it again. I like cyberpunk stuff. I don't know why I don't... I should watch it. But the character, Ryan Reynolds... Not Ryan Reynolds, his clone. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling, thank That's you. That's not Ryan Reynolds in any way. <laughs> yeah, saying. I know, I know. But I, for some reason, they conflate in my mind. But Ryan Gosling has a companion which is an AI girlfriend, right? Okay. And if you watch that movie, this girlfriend, I can't believe I forget her name, but she is, like, basically perfect. Um, no. You've seen the movie Her? No. Oh, with uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Scarlett Johansson? No. Man, I'm naming all of the top-tier sci-fi girlfriends right now, and it's not hitting... <laughs> But basically, get her, put her in a body, and that's what they're trying to make. Like a perfect AI companion that you interact with seamlessly, seamlessly so as another like, human um, being. So to make this a little different, it's like uh, for, for, for in the Marvel movies, Tony Stark has Jarvis, right? And Jarvis like, does everything. Put Jarvis in a body, which is the vision. Yeah. They're yeah. trying to make the vision. Okay. Okay. But they got this, us. This may, be, this may be more understandable for everyone. I understand oh, yeah. this now. Um, yeah, I don't know about that, man. I, I, 
like it's cool if you can come up with this concept but like it just seems yeah. like it will bug out like this is the reality siri alexa uh, cortana google assistant they all suck to some degree and that's because there is no amount of work and information you can pump into them that will make them perfect they will screw up at times so imagine your digital assistant like your companion and you're like help me out with this financial stuff like what should i invest in and they're like yeah invest in this dog crap like company <laughs> what really i feel like that's a dumb mistake and they're like no 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 no. trust me i did the numbers and it's because they fucked up in some way and like now you're just completely screwed over for the rest of your life oh i didn't even think about that like they could be wrong i'll just think yeah. about their execution huh so who's at fault for that? Like the company? That's what I'm saying. Who's at fault if you do a yoga pose that makes you worse off in the long run? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. That's like, uh, like if you're if someone is in a robot car and they hit you, the self-driving car. Well, like, yeah, I can I can kind of understand that because like self-driving is like it's this technology that's touted to be amazing and it should be. I and like if you're making self-driving like that, like Tesla is doing with Elon Musk uh, or Elon Musk with Tesla, um, it should be on them, like without a doubt. You should get your you should get your tech right. But like, this is a situation where you're saying, "Hey, we're gonna make this thing that works for you," but you're the one that's dumb enough to go through with it, right? <laughs> right? Like, I don't I know. Guess. I just I, I don't know. This is just this is this is bad territory. I don't think this will work out the way people. It'll just I mean, be, to me, this feels like the, you know how everyone was clamoring for like the next social media, right? Sure. This feels like it's another AI chase. Like, hey, we're another assistant and like, trust us. This time we're going even further. And you're like, uh-huh, sure. But we're all going to stick with Alexa. Like, you know that, right? At the very least, this thing is years and years out i don't know why they showed up at ces to debut this well, that's i think that's like, what you CES needed a couple years in the shop. like you're supposed to show things like what technology could be so that you get people interested in investing right but you need to get people excited this was like a letdown i mean i guess so like going to the comments I of that video too far into ces but the only things oh, I, yeah. I like about it are like razor company and like they always oh. show the most ridiculous stuff and like they did they're finally building a modular pc like intel has been doing this thing with like modular pcs now with their uh with their chipsets for their cpu for for like not as nerdy people this is just your processor everyone has it like in your phone mm -hmm. and everything their intel is now making it so that they can come up with really small easy to access stuff so you can kind of lego block your own computer um, and Razer started that kind of trend four years ago with this like stupid idea, but they showed it at CES. And I think that's what kind of like got people like, oh, you know, that's kind of smart. Like it's kind of yeah. like it's the vision is there. So like I, I can see why people but, like that's why I'm assuming Neon is there. But like, man, <laughs> they looked rough. <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah, that it looks rough. You everyone should go see it. Neon.life or Neon CES, I guess, on YouTube. You can go look. Yeah, it's biggest biggest disappointment or most anticlimactic of of CES is my my review. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Oh my gosh! All right, so we're already going in like fifty minutes. That's fine. <laughs> into, That's fine. Into news.
this we're, we're going to try and make this shorter for the long run. Um, I, I want to keep this under like an hour total, uh, but we're, we're kind of, we, we haven't even gotten to our discussions of, of life yet. Um, of life. I'll go through my news of life of things that we want to talk about our topics. Um, All those right. are pretty serious. I want to, I want to go really quick on my part that I, that, that of the news, which actually is kind of part of what I was talking about for my week of searching for new video games in life. Mm -hmm. Um, League of Legends uh, season 2020 has officially started this week. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, League of Legends is a MOBA. It's just like the Overwatch game we were talking about earlier, where you pick a hero, you have a your uh, you play as a team of five people uh, online, and you fight under the team of five people and their heroes that they pick, and you punch each other in the faces or shoot each other in the faces with with superpowers, and then you try and kill the opponent's base. Um, okay. This is this is really big because last year League of Legends at the end of the, near the end of the year like late last year 2019 they had hit their 10 year anniversary and yeah. in their 10 year anniversary they announced so many things like a whole bunch of new games they're coming out with an animated series which if you don't know uh, people in video uh, people who don't know much about video games and animated series a lot of big companies make such good like cinematics and and, and just yeah, movies and shorts and people go why don't you just make a tv show or a movie about this already and it's the the, the answer is it's way too difficult because it's so yeah. much money and i think Even also legend. they didn't think such things would succeed until nerd culture hit and took over media yeah, exactly so. like i think honestly of all the things i'm not really a big marvel person but i i know i've seen enough of it enough marvel movies but the one thing marvel did that i love so much is they brought nerd culture like yeah. nerd movies and netflix series and stuff to like the mainstream so everyone's doing it and so riot the company that has made league of legends they're finally getting in on it they're really the first company to really push for this for their own game to really go for this level mm -hmm. and i'm yeah. right um but like that's that's just one thing right so league 2020 have uh the season 2020 for the year the hindsight year it's finally happening um yeah. i have been around in league of legends since the closed beta like i've uh, since 2019 i think early 2019 or 2019 sorry 2000 yeah 2000 wow. i was Oof. like hold up Oof. Oof. i'm sorry you know you're good um, <laughs> and uh and and like i i've been here for so long i stopped honestly weirdly enough in 2016 for Overwatch. That's the one game that took me away from League of Legends. I was Ooh. heavily addicted into this game and its culture. And the reason why I stepped away was mainly because League of Legends is just one game. And I, I can't just keep playing one game for the rest of my life. It's just, Fair. there's, there's so much up. more out there. And we're gonna talk about The Witcher later and how I'm finally getting back into that video game as well. But because of their announcement last year of having so many games and this year they just started their new season they came out with the cinematic that was like beautiful beyond all reason yeah you i haven't seen that. it yet okay good you've seen it it's so yeah i've good. seen it if you haven't seen it yet anyone out there go on youtube just type league of legends season 2020 cinematic or something like that like something it is actually as someone who has like very little experience or investment in the game this cinematic was top tier. It was amazing. So like, I know a lot of people, anyone who knows Imagine Dragons, they came out with a song a few years ago called Warriors. And it's this, and like with Imagine Dragons, they're all kind of like 
it's all hype music with them. This is also a hype song. This is a song they actually collabed with Riot Games to make. So it's a League of Legends song. Oh. But it's Imagine Dragons, right? Yeah. And so, but technically, I guess League of Legends or Riot owns like that music. So they made what is essentially a Lord covered of uh, Everyone Wants to Rule the World of Warriors for this season. And it's so beautiful. It's so amazing. It, it's it's got me wanting to play League of Legends again, like just a normal game. But like, even if you don't want to, just know there's going to be a fighting game coming out, which Nito, I think you and I what? to get into. Yeah, there's, there's a League of Legends out, fighting game. It's going to it's going to come out. No one knows one yet, but it has it will have some of the best net code. It has actually the best net code um, that has ever existed. So it will be a good online fighting experience. Huh. It will be. It has a roster of all the like the characters you saw. I'm certain that like most of them will be in this fighting game because they're popular characters. So you, you're going to have like crazy waifus, crazy like oh. cool badass characters with awesome lore. So you'll have a story with it in this fighting game. They also have an auto battler, which I'm really into. Um, an auto battler is where you just buy units and then they auto fight each other, but you have to be. Oh, Starcraft. Kind of. It's kind of like that. It's there's a lot there, we can go really in depth. With that, but there's that's another time. They also coming up with a card game, um, and then oh. again, and uh, they also have this thing called Riot Forge, where other developers can take the IP of of, uh, of League of Legends and apply it to their own video game. So we're getting a kind of Telltale style game, which is like a story narrative driven yeah. game, and then we're also getting a turn based RPG. So like we're getting two, we're getting so much League of Legends that's going to be coming out. That 2020 honestly feels like the year of League of Legends. That's for me. wow. That's huge. You can be a 10 year old game, but basically, you're just starting. way on the up and up. Like it's, you're just yeah. starting again. It's like I know a lot of people who, if you're not really into video games, you're probably really aware of Fortnite, right? Mm. This was Fortnite before Fortnite. Oh, yeah. People were playing. And yeah, this was League of Legends. Hard. I think Fortnite is still the most played video game, but before that, it was League of Legends. And without a doubt, League of Legends is the most played competitive game, like in terms of like esports and like, mm, yeah, like going out there and competing. League of Legends is the top dog. Um, so, like, I'm thinking, right, this is going to be a crazy year. I, I, we'll talk about this in the next episode, but honestly, I think League of Legends is like the best game of the decade for the past 10 years. So we, we have, we'll talk about we'll talk about that in the next. Wow, and and I'll go into exp explanation why, but um, <coughs> but like for sure, for sure, this is going to be a crazy year for League of Legends. If you don't know anything about it, seriously, go look it up. If you do know about it and you're like, oh yeah, I remember that, uh, but I fell off or I'm just I just wasn't interested, look up some stuff on it because it's it's really going to be back. like it's there's there's a big storm coming and its name is League of Legends. Wow, League of Legends maybe <laughs> worth a download. Oh, I yeah, too many games. Yeah. <laughs> too many games. Too All right, so games. let's go into it. Let's let's deep dive into Here some topics that we want to talk about because we haven't um, been deep already. We haven't been deep already. This has honestly been surface level stuff. Let's talk <laughs> about something where we can really both get into the meat, uh, the impossible meat of of uh, of the subject here. Okay, let's let's go with this one because I you can rant on this cats what wow what can i say about this i'll start you with the it, fact. Right? 
I saw it. For, okay, here, here was my end of year slash starting of the year. Me and my sister, whenever we get together, there's some things that we always do together. Um, there's the trip to IHOP. But there's also, of course, we got to see some big movies, right? And so my sister, bless her heart, knew we had to go see Cats. And she was like, we're going to go see <laughs> I like Star how, Wars. Hold on, hold on. I like how, so your sister's just like, listen, I know we have to see Cats. Like, that's yes. how the conversation went? Oh, there was no debate. I showed up and she was like, we're seeing Cats. I'm like, all right. Oh, my God. Okay. We're gone. Okay, okay. But the idea was you're going to go see Star Wars, which is going to be a quote good movie to offset cats right right and then star wars was so 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 we came into cats like we're in we're in a dark place we gotta we gotta see this right so we roll up into cats first of all this was the only movie that i've been roasted by the ticket person for going to see (laughs) we walk in First of all, it was already going out of theaters like we could barely find showing so we had to drive to a far out amc to go see it in standard definition, right? Walk into the thing, and it's like, oh, so what movie are you going to see? And we're like, Cats. Uh, for I think the showtime was 7.20 uh, in the afternoon or evening, right? right? And he just goes like, gives us a look. And it's just like, okay. You know, <gasps> I, I have stubs, right? So my ticket was free. I paid like $5 total. And he was like, ah, oh, $5. That's a bit better, but you're still wasting your money. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> bro just give me this ticket. I know what I can do. <laughs> like totally oh. shaming us for going to see this thing, right? Um, so we get our ICs and whatever. We go to sit for this movie. It was me, her, and four other people, both in pairs, because I guess you can't see this movie alone. Um, I, I, I assume so. And yikes, dude. It was just, it killed me actually. I can watch a bad movie, but this was the first movie in a while where I just needed to leave. Like I would have walked out if my sister wasn't anchoring me there. Um, oh my god! Like I it walked was... out for less, like for movies that just made me fall asleep. Like I, I remember, oh. I think it was, I think it was, um, it was a Star Wars movie. <laughs> it was episode three. Duh. I think I just fell asleep, and then I woke up. Like I saw the fight, like the fight between uh, uh, Obi Wan and and Anakin, and then like, and then I saw him crawling, and I was like, I don't know what's going on. I don't care, <laughs> and I just stepped out, and I just walked out of the theater. Yeah, I should have done. I tried everything. You know, the movie started. Well, okay, first more facts. It's 20% um, critics on Rotten Tomatoes, 53% audience score. It opened with 7 wait, million. Ten, Cats is 53%. I thought this movie was like the worst movie of all time, though. Well, here's the thing. It depends on what state you went to see it, from what I can tell. If you showed up sober to watch <laughs> this movie, you hated it. If you showed up drunk, you survived it. If you showed up stoned, you liked it slash had an out of body experience from the reviews that I'm <laughs> that I'm seeing. So the mental state that you were in coming to see this matters. I came in try I knew it was going to be like I of course I heard the news. I knew people were saying it was bad, but I was like it could be so bad it's good. 
I thought already I'd seen the worst movie of the year with Hellboy at the beginning of the year. So I thought I was coming into like, this is going to be serviceable. Um, my sister came in, she listened to the musical, she knows the songs. So she had familiar familiarity with the source material. And then I'm right. coming in as a newbie. So we had both perspectives. And the second this thing opened, we got, um, we bought, uh, airheads. We had a packet of airheads, and it was like whenever something cringy happened, take an airhead. Halfway through this movie, it was empty. Oh my like, god! It was so oh. rough. And first things first, people are always going to ask, "How does this movie look?" Um, bad is is, <laughs> is the answer. Okay, okay, that's fair. Um, this movie got a week one patch like blc style yeah i heard about that where like there are two uh, cuts yeah what was the actress's name reba something right rebel rebel wilson was that a, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah and was in it like instead of instead of it being cgi'd a paw or like furry hand it was just her hand on a furry body oh that was like there was all bunches of stuff someone's wedding ring was still in there no. um feet going into the ground oh like, i didn't even oh. know yeah, no, they were at it. Apparently, at the time of the premiere, it premiered, and that was the first time anyone had ever seen the full. Like they were editing it days prior to it showing up. The God. the edit the animation, whatever. They just shot themselves in the foot because usually when you do like when you're doing this stuff, like turning a whole person, putting fur on a person, you have the motion tracking suit with the dots and everything, right? So then you can like track your model onto this person. They didn't do that. They shot oh. the thing and the animators had to come and basically draw over it. Oh my gosh. Right? So this is like so that that type of animation, by the way, is called rotoscoping, which is really difficult. It's like hard. it's something you put a lot of work into. And you're telling me this movie with like tons of actors had a whole bunch of rotoscoping on it? Not only actors walking around, this is dancing music right right where the movement is everything and you have these animators trying to rotoscope this thing in right no wonder why they didn't finish That's in insane. time and this movie also costs like a hundred million to make another hundred million to to market and it opened right. with like seven million in the box office so it's automatically <sighs> one of the biggest flops That's so of bad. the year um so the visuals of it bad but also just bizarre. I'm gonna do. Okay, I'm gonna about. I'm about to do like spoilers because that's the only way to talk about it. And plus, okay. none of you I, are gonna I, see this. None of I no one's get, gonna I see this. Some comments that we kind of go too far into spoilers, like with Star Wars from last week. But I feel like cats can get the exception just because it's so bad that like like even five dollars was a waste of money for two people to see this movie. So I feel like this is if anything, you're give it. You're still wasting our our time. By spoiling oh yeah, it talk us. about it. So go ahead, spoil it. Spoil it. All right. Um, but my one word review for all of this is bizarre. Everything about this movie is bizarre. It looks bizarre. Um, people like there's a scene. Reba Wilson, straight up, like her skin is cat fur. She unzips her own skin <gasps> to reveal. Oh, that sounds grotesque. To reveal a onesie bikini thing under it. 
where she still has fur. She just unzips herself. And I was like, the heck is this? It looks so bizarre. And then she proceeds to unveil, like you thought it was just people cats? There were people mice. <laughs> dancing in a cupboard. She apparently, her deal is she trains Broadway mice. And now you have, yeah, mice dancing in a cupboard. Then she also trains roaches, people cockroaches, <laughs> walking upside down under the table. Then she picks one up and eats one. Oh, oh no. The, it was bizarre. Bizarro. Oh. I'm sitting there like, what the heck is going on, right? So it looks bizarre. The stuff that's happening is bizarre. It has zero plot, right? The movie... Well, I don't think cats had a plot normally in the musical, but yeah. No, but this was like, please give me something. It cold opens with our main character being abandoned in a sackcloth in the street. And I'm like, okay, what's this deal? And then in the first song is talking about the three names of a cat and you have to find your name. So I'm like, oh, this movie is going to be about self-discovery and her finding her name. It's not. That is dropped right. immediately. <laughs> um, and then it... Then it becomes like they're going around seeing the cast and each cat is doing its own like little deal. I'm like, all right, this movie is going to be about visiting all the cats of the neighborhood, which it kind of is. Right. Then it turns right. into, you know, they're trying to get to cat heaven, which is like, OK, that's a plot. And then, <laughs> and then and then McCavity shows up from nowhere and is magicking people away. And it's just like, OK, so I guess he wants to get to heaven is going to kidnap all his rivals. Um, except he doesn't kidnap all of them and he fails it. It was just like mind boggling. But the moment that like the movie flipped for me is like in the beginning, the first couple of songs, I was trying to like put mental effort into figuring out the movie. Right. Until it gets to the song where it's the cat of Jason Derulo and his name is Runtum Tugger, which by the way, <laughs> I only realized because someone told me, I don't understand any of the names of these characters because I don't think they're explicitly told you in a co coherent way. Um, and he goes, he start, they go to like a bar, the milk bar, and start drinking milk. Right, because cats yeah. like milk. Because like, cats yeah. drink milk and he's singing about how much he loves milk. And then he's like, hold up, I'm done with the milk. And strolls out of the bar. So I'm like, all right, we're done with the milk. Then he stops. <laughs> Music stops. And he's like, just yells out, milk, and runs back into the bar. My mind broke. I was like, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand anything about this character. <laughs> like, done. After that, it was over for me. And I just tried everything. I tried to sleep in the movie, but my sister wouldn't let me sleep. <laughs> let me leave i just held on to the end and then the worst part you get to the end and uh julie dench i think is her name right uh-huh yeah uh, oh my gosh they're doing the big like lay Miz final thing out in the daylight and just when you think yeah. it's over she breaks the fourth wall turns to you and says um a cat is not a dog and I'm like, was that the point of this? Was that the point of this movie? What happened about the names? What's the name of a cat? What about who? How did she go to? No, the point of the movie was to tell me a cat is not a dog in this like 
five minute, I guess, monologue that felt like three hours because I was trying to. Oh, oh this God. movie, this movie hurt me on so many levels. Oh my it, God. Don't see this. Don't pay money to see it. It's just if it shows up on streaming, call your buddies, get some beers and and watch it, I guess. See, well, what you were oh. saying was you can survive it with alcohol, but you can like it with with like if you're if you're intoxicated by by marijuana. So what it sounds like is I need to take like magic mushrooms and then this will be like the best thing I've ever seen. No joke. I read a review where someone went and did that. And they claim to understand the movie on a deeper level. I'm like, okay, so, so I need to, I need to, I need to get, I, I need to first find someone who can give me mushrooms. Yes. Second, I got to find out if I'm even okay on mushrooms. And then third, yes. watch this movie. Go to the Alamo like you do. And okay. Uh, yeah. And the, on mushrooms. Oh my God. No. You know what? Actually, if this is like a Tuesday event, like those Tuesday movies where we can all just talk and make fun of the movie and like have a good laugh. I'm sure this would be an amazing movie. Like if we all just just literally act like buffoons in the theater That's while the just, movie's playing. The only hope for this movie to have any kind of positive light, it's going to turn into a cult classic. Well, that's what you I was going to ask. Actually, uh, the next thing was okay. So you know, you know the room. Is it right. on the, the level movie. of the room? Yeah, I have never seen the room. Oh my, okay, you need to see The Room. So anyone else who hasn't seen The Room, go see The Room. It's this awful movie by a guy named Tommy Wasiu. Yeah. But in its awfulness, it, it's like, it's just an amateur movie. It's by a guy who's weirdly rich. Like, no one knows why he's this rich. There's even documentaries on this guy because of how, how cult classic this movie is. Um, and how he can just fund all this money to do a movie, like, the wrong way, but make it happen still. And it's basically this guy who just wants to, who, who wants to have a dramatic love story in a, and make a movie about it. But he knows nothing about it. He wants to be the star and be the actor. Uh, he's, he has no acting talent. It's, it's so stupid and bad that it's, it's honestly laughable. And like yeah. what you're saying to me is laughable. And I want to know. So like, please <laughs> go watch The Room. I want, like, I want like either like in the next week or the next two weeks, like after you see this movie, Come back and tell me, like, okay, the room is different for this reason, or like, you know what, it's the same thing. Because if it's the same thing, I will watch. I will, in fact, watch Cats. But so the thing I suspect about the room and how I feel about other bad movies, like my example of Hellboy, you know, they're on some level functional. Like they have a plot. Oh no 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 it's, it's like this girl who like he he's it's this guy who's in love with this girl she cheats on him with his best friend with the main character's best friend he kind of knows about it but kind of doesn't there's like a neighbor kid who comes over and is like into the girl like it's a little kid though and like i don't know where that plot's going it doesn't go anywhere there's like a sex scene for some reason like it just randomly goes into a sex scene um uh, he he goes around and like talk and like throws a football with his best friend who's like cheating on like I've heard of that. <laughs> yeah and like and like and then at the end he like shoots himself like it's it's so there's no coherency and reasoning why he's just kind of like this is what I think a movie is and like he does it like it's so weird. So my question to you: Do those characters want anything? 
Um, I'd say only the, the the female wants something. The 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 female protagonist who cheats on the main character on Tommy Wasi's character. Um, she just wants she just wants everything. That's it. That's her whole thing. Is she wants it all. <laughs> like, but but wants it all is really subjective to whatever she feels like in the moment. So like that's the only want that exists. Yeah, and my rebuttal is in cats. Like you don't even have that lot of things going on on screen i don't know this guy who 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 doesn't want milk then goes out the door and screams milk and goes right back into a bar drinking yeah milk. I like needed, uh, my sister had some hard explaining to do after the movie on what that moment i was actually oh. broke my mind and the worst that's not even the worst scene think about it oh I don't want to talk about. It. I'm done. This movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because okay. it's the worst thing when you see. Like, there's one scene in this movie where I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is a good scene." Like, the, the comedy is there. I get this joke. Oh my lord, they're gonna put together a good scene, and then they ruined it with basically a ball breaking joke, and I died a second time in the theater. It was. Oh my oh. god. I just, me and my sister looked at each other and we were like, wow. They just <laughs> shot themselves in the foot somehow. Oh, whatever. Long story okay. short, worst thing I've ever seen in a very long time. Don't spend money on it. It hurt. Oh, I for sure will never spend a dime on this. Don't. I will watch it for free, though, possibly, if your review comes in and goes, it's on the level. If you say it's on the level of the room, I'm not even going to say it's as ridiculous and silly as the room but on the same level i'll still watch this movie I, I, I will like i will watch it for that reason for ironically cult classicking this is one of the worst movies of all time and you should just laugh at it the whole way yeah uh all last right. comment if you love if you like the music from cats and you think this will satisfy you on that level my sister says no oh, so okay. so that's not that's not a reason yeah. to watch either i'm not a fan of cats the musical i think it's kind of for the exact reasons you're explaining, it, it has it actually has no plot. Like it's just a bunch yeah. of stuff that happens. That's the musical, and so I personally am like, that's the whole point of a musical is there's a story to the music. Yeah. Right? So yeah. so I I I already knew that, um, but to hear that even the music portion of it is not even up to snuff is yeah. All right, listen, 2020, we got in the heights. It's gonna be a hype year. Yeah, that's gotta come through, dude. Oh, it's gonna come through, Lin Manuel is going to deliver. I'm so excited. All right. Let's Move get on, on to the next please, subject. For my sake. Oh. <laughs> next subject. Um The Witcher and Mandalorian. Do you want to talk about The Mandalorian? I never I didn't watch the last episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, um so quick I don't the Mando. It's uh it's over. It's done. Right. Yes. Um it's it's definitely coming back in a season 2, I think next fall if I remember correctly. So there is more. This fall, right? 2020. Uh, wow, yeah, you're right. This fall um wow 2020 and so it's definitely more is coming um quick review i liked it um, i liked it too i didn't watch the last episode so i can't i hear it's good so like i can't say like oh man my, my, my opinion may change but I, I liked it a lot it was really good yeah and i think it was a fairly risky thing in the fact that it came out one not binge style um mm -hmm. two it's essentially a western it's very, it's very, it's slower paced, 
not too much dialogue. You know, it's very different right. from what I thought a Star Wars show was going to be, right? Especially yeah. since we have precursors in like the animated show. Like right. that's very different from that. Production I don't value know if we was talked good. about it on the last episode or maybe before or no one's heard this before. I like The Mandalorian so much more than Star Wars because of how this pacing is. Like, this is kind of what I want, what I've always wanted. Like, I'm a big fan of Doctor Who. I don't know if you've mm -hmm. seen Doctor Who. I've seen some Doctor Who. Yeah, I really like the idea of violence is the end goal, not the, not the main point, right? Star Wars is always about the combat, right? Like it's always about being flashy and and like everything else is fluff to make the fights more fighty, right? Ooh. That's how I feel. Like can, can you tell yeah, me fair. that I'm wrong in that honestly? Like there's always uh, like I think there are a lot of Star Wars fans that are invested I'm not saying the that there are people that are characters. invested in the politics, yeah. in the in the dynamics of like the world, but the movies have always been since the beginning about fighting with lightsabers and shooting of lasers like it's always been about uh, i'll contest that but that's for later yeah but like uh at, at least that's kind of where i feel it's been and that's yeah. where i kind of lose myself because i'm like i kind of like world birdly more that's why i like star trek a little bit more because mm -hmm. it's more about politics but like the the first generation star trek was just more about action, like space action, right? Fighting aliens. Then the next generation with Picard, which which uh, which I think is the more popular one, I think, right? Is that it's more about politics and figuring out how to best work together. And sometimes they fight, sometimes, but not all the time. And that's kind of what I like. And I feel like The Mandalorian, because like you were saying, it's slower, it's a mm -hmm. lot different. It has those slower beats because it's kind of like, building up to when eventually a fight like conflict has to arrive yeah that's when you get like these I'm, I'm i'm so invested now because i'm like man i care about these characters i really want to see where this goes and oh no there's an actual obstacle it's not like a fight every second it's yeah the fights matter now which is i think a criticism of the disney of star wars fights and really big cinematic things would happen but you don't have the the emotional baggage where the Mandalorian, if for nothing else, because Baby Yoda has taken over everything, you know, <laughs> kind of lends like if something happens to the Mandalorian, it by proxy happens to to Baby Yoda, and now we're invested in the survival of the Mandalorian and his efforts. So right. it carries that. So each conflict has that weight, and also as a huge fan of the Mandalorian culture and people out of Star Wars lore. I was in heaven once we hit, once we hit the finale. Um, right. So my only criticism is I wish more of it. You know, just more, just more. That's the that's the critique is more. Yeah, I would have liked a longer season, longer episodes, like half an hour episodes. Probably suited what they were trying to do, but I just wanted. wanted I don't know. A bit more. I I actually, I mean. I can kind of see your point, but I, I really did like the pacing. It's in a world where everything is 40 plus minutes. Yeah. This was weird as well to have something in 20 minute fragments and, and only eight episodes. Cause that is essentially like three or four episodes of the Witcher, right? Of the yeah. Witcher series. But I, I think it, I think it did well for what it did. Like I really enjoyed I, it. I, I, um, 
I'm excited for 2020 more more baby yoda by the way did you have you seen what what they're calling baby yoda in uh, as a product now because i can't give it its real name and obviously it's not baby yoda we gave it baby yoda right yeah the internet gave it baby yoda baby yoda's the name right now officially as a product term for like toys is the child the child yeah the child are you gonna call it the child me yeah no, it's Baby Yoda. Yeah, it's Baby Yoda. So I don't, yeah, I don't right. understand. They should have just went. Oh no, no, no! Because no, they have to keep it, it Baby Yoda. They have to keep it in continuity because he's not, in fact, Baby Yoda. No, so he's not to, they Yoda. They can't call him. They never Disney will never what call the him race Baby is. Yoda. And so, and they can't call it its real name, even though I like the creator or like the the person who runs all the Star Wars stuff knows the name of Baby Yoda, but won't say it for some reason. Because. I, it's not like the name is gonna matter, right? Like the uh, name was like you underestimate the Star Wars fan base. <laughs> are a very I guess so, but it's, <laughs> it's like you find out this person's name is like I'm not I'm I'm not trying to d- d- like to minimize the importance of Baby Yoda because Baby Yoda is amazing. If you haven't yeah, seen the Star yeah. Wars uh, the Mandalorian yet. Uh, the, of the Star Wars series, please watch it. It's really fun. It's, it's and now it's, you can watch it all for with someone free who trial. Oh yes, that's right. You can watch. You can have a seven day free trial and see it all, and then just wait until the end of fall to watch yep. uh, to resubscribe. <laughs> but is like, what people are doing. So, <laughs> I mean, it's worth it, honestly. Yeah, worth. Yeah, uh, but like, if if you are someone who, um, like, is really invested in the Star Wars universe, at least for me, like, if they were like his name is Jeff, I'd be like, okay, Jeff. It's baby Jeff. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like not I, again, I don't want to minimize it. Like, say it's like Yoda's a weird name, right? Like, so say it's like Boba, but like, see, Boba Fett's already a real name. Oh, so uh, yeah, but, like, that would break yeah. people. Right, right. Maybe not Boba. All right, let's come up yeah. with a, let's come up with a name here. Um, what is his name? Yeah, like, let's say his name is Gigi. Is that better? Like, that's not a name that's used yet, right? Do you think the world would be like, oh my God, his name is Gigi? Like, do you think that's a real big spoiler? Like, do you think it will change Baby Yoda? I feel like the deep parts of the Star Wars universe, of the Star Wars fan base, would start data mining and be like, oh, that's taken from whatever. I don't think it would break it for most people. Has there been? Okay, so I don't know a lot about Star Wars lore. Is there another Yoda, like, race oh, yeah. character? Oh, yeah, oh, there are so- two of his race. You saw him. He was in, uh, saw her. She was in the prequels, Yaddle. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there are two. There's Yoda, which is the one we we all know. There's and Yaddle, who I think was maybe also a council master, at least a Jedi master, uh, council member. I mean, but so we know of two of his race. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's so, all. We okay. Know. So so there is. But like I don't know. I guess I guess. But like so, there, there's no way that you would ever hear like okay. So this is. So I guess they go with the Y's. So this would be like Yiji in my case. If I if I really sure, want to name sure. it, sure. Let's go um, with that. So so Yiji comes out, and people aren't going to be. What can you data mine from that? If there's only been two canonical characters, someone would. <laughs> I'm just telling you, the Star Wars fan base. I love it for how knowledgeable they can be and drag stuff up. But that's also a huge, uh, all right, a huge thing of. I think it cuts both ways. So someone would. There would be I just some feel like backlash. the more, 
the the longer you you let Baby Yoda exist, it's going to stay Baby Yoda. Right? Oh no, it's always going to be referred to as Baby Yoda. Yeah, like yeah. the child, the child doesn't mean anything. No one, no, no one's gonna. People are gonna go to the store and be like, "Can I get Baby Yoda?" Right, mm-hmm. and then. Whenever they reveal their name, it, it has to be next season. Because if, if it goes on like three or four years of people calling this thing Baby Yoda, it's just going to stay Baby Yoda. It's never going to change. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Baby Yoda so, for now, forever and ever, as long as the child lives. Yeah, until next season. Hopefully next season they, they figure it out. Mm, but we'll overall, see. we'll see. But overall, Mandalorian must watch. Yeah. Yeah. I will say though the one thing that I didn't like about the Mandalorian, which which is weird because I so I like the music choice a lot because it's not Star Wars music, it's something different. It's Star Wars thing. has a curse, I oh? feel, of always having the same obnoxious music. Well, that's the symptom of peaking in the beginning, where you wrote yeah. all of the amazing themes basically in the first trilogy. Yeah, and, and then now to you're keep stuck. that nostalgia train going, yeah, you have to keep doing it. Well, I also, like, I don't think John Williams can write anything better. Like right. you only get, you only get there he, once. He really, he really only. That's the composer for the Star Wars. Music, yeah, mainly, right? Um, the Mandalorian has different music, which I like. Mm-hmm. It's it's really it made me it made me invested because I really like music in my media, especially in my uh, TV shows and movies. It really gets me in, invested more. And if it's something that's not the same thing over and over again that I've heard a billion times. I get really better. into it. Yeah. That's why I, I like the Mando. But it wasn't that it wasn't it was different. It just wasn't great. And that was my problem was that I just I wanted something better. I think my final thoughts on the Mandalorian is Disney could have played it like either two ways, the super safe way or give us something different. And they gave us something different. And right. it may not be for everybody, like again, not everyone is going to like the pacing. It's not what everyone expected, but I think it bodes well, especially since the Mandalorian succeeded um, right. for the future of Star Wars. Disney is going to be willing, at least in television, to take chances and explore parts of the world outside of the Skywalker saga, right. which I think is and I'm what glad that you like wants. it. No, it is because I, I'm glad that you like it, honestly, because as someone I, I can say from my perspective, <clears throat> sorry, uh, for someone who is not into Star Wars, who thinks it's all just kind of just too extra for like a viewer like me for when okay. it comes to sci-fi, I really like The Mandalorian. I think this is a good direction. Different was better. It was better than being mm-hmm. safe and doing what they normally do. Um, it wasn't... If I had to rate this, right? Like, I don't like rating things too much, but it is like a good way to scale things, I think, when it comes to things that you're interested in. This sure. is a solid seven out of ten, right? Like it's not oh, perfect, okay. but like again, I normally see Star Wars as like a two out of ten, like a one out of five. Like, Whoa. Yeah, okay. I don't care. I don't care. It's and I don't mean that in quality of the movie. I mean my interest, right? You're my interest level is two out of ten, one out of five. This is a solid seven. Like this is something that just if you just keep working on this, like this method, and it get make it better for the next season. I will be all, I'll be like, yo, Mandalorian is the coolest thing. I want more Star Wars stuff now, right? Like, that okay. would be me. But, like, that's it's not should there accomplished. Yet. Right. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm here to see where the investment comes for my interest. So, 
So, so now my question is, what was your rating for The Witcher? Oh my gosh. Okay, so we can go into this. This is I, I loved it uh, in terms of person. So I have two ratings for this actually. Oh. The, the in my heart rating of The Witcher is ten out of ten. I wouldn't want it any other way. Like okay. it did a great. What as a viewer though of this series, I would say it's a good eight, like eight point five, just eight. Like I'll okay. say safe eight. Um, do you want to do you want to go do you want to go first or do you want me to like really deep dive into the Witcher series? For, um, uh, I'll go first because okay. I'm going to need help from you. Okay, um, sounds fair. So I'm coming in from this perspective of basically zero exposure to the Witcher. Didn't even know about the books. Um, very little time in the game. Basically none. I don't know the lore. Don't know the mechanics. Nothing like that. So I came out it first time. All I knew about it was. Um, it was pitched as a Game of Thrones light, and it had Superman in it. And I sat down to watch this thing, and it was hard at first because it's a big world, and they don't tell the story in chronological order. So I was struggling to hang on. But in the middle of the series, it really hit its stride for me, and I was pretty invested in in the characters' journeys and learning more about the world and seeing seeing like <laughs> the interactions between all these characters stuff like that and then it got right. to the got to the end um where i realized don't, don't go the, don't go too far into spoilers here but yeah continue yeah no but it got to the end and i had some realizations that also made it like like i was puzzled but then when this when it was all said and done and the series is over sit back and, and think about what I just saw. I liked it. Right. I want to see more. I want to explore this world. And I critically really want to see what these characters do next, which I mean, is the goal. The reality is this, this thing, like all I can really say is you got to toss a coin to your Witcher. Oh, toss dude. all the coins, dude. I threw them all in there. I'm oh, broke. God. It's yeah. I'm gonna go broke just wanting to like shill. I shill this series out so hard to everyone at work, to everyone I know. Like I stream and I and I will talk. I've been playing The Witcher three. Yeah, dude, you've been on that like, grind. I've been I've been on the Witcher grind to finish the expansion, like the post game expansion that oh. ends the game, which is as full as a full game to begin with. Yeah, and even in these, in that midst. I am like, yo, watch this series. Just just do whatever you can. Watch the Netflix series. Because like, okay, so when it comes to the time, there's a there's a lot of time skipping that goes around, mainly because um it's it's trying to tell three different stories, uh, and they all happen at different paces. So yeah. it, it I think it's good because it fast forwards a lot of certain like uh, storylines so you can see the beginning like the, the coming up story of certain characters um, the one the main character which okay so this is one thing that I like a lot which I don't think a lot of people really talk about um, uh, really, really that, quick. Mm -hmm. do, do we want to do we want to get into spoilers or no 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 we definitely okay, don't no, no, no. I, I'd say okay. let's be spoilers light like just so you guys know Geralt of Rivia he's the main character he's a witcher his whole point is to get to Siri, who is one of the female protagonists in the in the series. She's kind of like Arya Stark, except Arya Stark is like bad 
and Siri is like really cool. <laughs> oh no. Uh I know that's I know that sounds like a hot take. Arya I think is a really interesting story of like a character growth, but in terms of the character to, that they are, Arya is just kind of like this princess who kind of just gets whatever she wants and then she becomes this killer assassin. Spoilers in uh, Game of actual spoilers in Game of Thrones, but it's over. So Yo, yeah. you can't do this to my girl. Uh I'm uh, a, I'm gonna fight you. Uh, listen. Here. I'm Later. saying her character <laughs> development is really good. Like her, her okay. like actual character, but like her, like if you wrote down what Arya was, right? Like princess who wanted, who was kind of tomboyish, who didn't know her yeah. place. Um, actually, this sounds pretty. You know what? I take it back. She's okay. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah. <laughs> she's pretty good. Hold she's up. a character who doesn't know her place. She becomes an assassin. Um, to the faceless god who who can take on many forms because really anyone is as fluid as they want to be. It's like a really good man. Arya is great, but um, Siri is her own person. But in, so like when I say she's like Siri, it's not it's it's in, in the regard of she's a kid character. Yeah. Um, but her story is more like she has some sort of power that no one knows about, mm-hmm. and she has to not only try and survive in a world where royalty has really spoiled her, she's part of the 1%, right? Oh, yeah, hard. And so now she has to deal with the fact that everyone else, the 99%, do not like the 1%. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm an asshole, right? Like, she kind of goes to that realization. Yeah. Um, that's really the, the, that's the, really the extent of spoilers I'm going to talk about, Siri. Um, but like, uh, so you see her character develop. Um, you you see also alongside the uh, her in a quicker timeline is Jennifer, of, yeah, of, of Bond, or Vagabond of uh, uh, Vanderberg. Is that it? Um, yeah, yeah, one of those. Yeah, it's, it's of, a, of a name Jennifer. that starts kind of like a V. <laughs> Jennifer uh, Wender Vanderberg, Wenderberg, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, her story of, of starting from nothing and becoming super amazing and like, is she though? Well, okay. Where, where she ends in the story, no spoilers really. Again, I want to insist I'm not trying to spoil this, but she does become her true form. Like she, she becomes her full, her real self. Right. Oh, like that's, that's like in terms of metaphor, like, you know, how at the end of star Wars with like. You have to control your powers, right? She does a similar-esque thing of you have to embrace your chaos. And, like, she goes ham. That's what she's known for, is going ham. Oh. She's one of the only sorceresses that can do that without killing themselves. That's what makes her cool. Um, oh, <laughs> So, okay. like, you see, you see right. that, right? I, I know. need help. That, that's yeah. why... I, this yeah. is one, one thing about the series that isn't so great is that it does not describe these things well enough because yeah. it's not a book. Um, but like, I feel like if it had even more time, which is where money becomes a problem, this would have been done better. Uh, uh, honestly, oh, I think, you think like, this thing was underfunded. I think this thing, was, it, cost? it costs a lot. I, I'm, I don't know the exact number, but I do know this. I did see a tweet about this. I don't know how accurate this is, but apparently this was like really bad for the environment all the work that they did it was a big budget like and they they did a lot of things that like a lot of those like effects and stuff they were kind of real like they were they were not like real but like 
they were they were as non CGI as they could make it um, to be a little more authentic. And like there was actually tons of people there, so it it, it cost a lot it, for in terms of production. Now, and if you know if you have a lot of people in one area at a time, they're gonna have giant carbon footprints, and so it was bad oh. for the environment. Um, those were real horses, for instance. So like you have to you have to do a lot to the environment as well. I'm sure that wasn't helpful. Um, okay, so, I, I looked up. Apparently it was ten million per episode. Yeah, so that's that's a hundred wow. million. That's a hundred million. Yeah, ten episodes. Yeah, so like, yeah. there's a lot. There's a lot running on this show. But yeah. even then, I think it wasn't enough because like, it, it's it's really hard to say. But there's so much in the descriptions of these characters, and I only know a lot. I think I said this last episode where there is so much that I don't know because I've only played the third game. And so I don't know if some of these things are edited from the story. Like, so the Witcher series, the Netflix series, is based off the books. Yeah, it's more the book games, Yeah, it's more, it's more book. Um, the source material is from the books. The games mm-hmm. also take source material from the books, but it's not the same. It's like a, it's like a, it's a fork in the road. And it takes a different path. So like a lot of the history is there, but a lot of the outcome is different. Um, so it actually makes it weirder for me. I, I I said yesterday, or not yesterday, wow, in a previous podcast that this was probably something where like the main audience is probably someone like me who's played the games but needs but wants more. Like yeah. that that hasn't read the books but has played the games. I now take that back. I don't think it was for me. <laughs> Okay. Um, just because, like, okay, so Jeskier in the show is the bard, and I know him as Dandelion. For instance, his character is different. Like, he's still yeah. the the, the Ophi, like, ladies' man bard, but in the game, he's very political. Like, he he can he can change like a whole room. He can make he can he can sway an audience to be the way like Geralt needs him needs the the plot to be right that's that's the yeah, okay. power of dandelion but jaskier is just kind of like hey man yeah, i'm charming like and i'm kind of a goof and like yeah. that's it and like i'm just like oh this is weird like i kind of want him yeah. to be this like powerhouse but he's not maybe he will be in the future i don't know i don't know the books right so like for me i'm just like hmm so i can see why this could be weird for some people and that's why i kind of ultimately created it an eight out of ten because there's a lot that's good about this series. And I want to talk about that after this. But the bad parts are, if you're, if you're a fan of the games, you may not like the, 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 the book sources material. Because the only person that works, and this is why after watching the first two episodes, I was like, this is for me. Henry Cavill is doing video game Geralt. Hands down. Like, it is... It is it is the video game actors like the voice actors voice that he's trying to portray just British right, um, to have a, like that like gra- yeah. gravelly old man but still young sounding for some reason like that's him. Um, Which honestly, how I that would hurt my voice to keep right. growling around like that. So props to him. I honestly no, thought that's... like in the beginning, I was like, is Cavill good in this? <laughs> that is quite. I was wondering, like, what what is this? Uh, what is performance? But by the end, I was like, no, this is Gerald. I'm. I get it. Yeah, exactly. He, and like, 
Cavill's good in it. He's really good in it. Cavill is for you. He, 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 honestly, there are some times where I'm just like, what is he doing right now? But, <laughs> but granted, again, it's like an hour long episode for 10 episodes. There's probably yeah. a lot of takes that he was probably like, that was probably like take 28 of like a hundred. And it was like, it it's, right. it's the best one. So like they had to do it. Right. So like that makes sense. But, um, what I find really good about this, which I think, uh, so I didn't get on this uh, early enough. Now we're going to go into what makes this so great because like basically what makes it oh, like not so great is just like the pacing's a little weird for people and it's confusing because you, you may not know the source material. And then the people who don't, who haven't read the books and have just only played the game are like, uh, is this right? I don't think so. And so even like, for like, as a person that's seeing it first time, like I watched the whole series and I was talking with coworkers who, who knew more, and they say stuff about a certain scene that I completely missed. I'm like, oh, that's what they were there for? That's what happened? That explains this? So a lot of stuff yeah. I think just missed me. This is the and thing. Like, like, it's it's oh. slow-paced, but it feels like it's still too fast at times. And I think that's because of the time, time was whammery that they've done for the pacing. Yeah. So like, I, it's... But but to the benefit of it, and now we're going to talk about this, this feels like Mad Max Fury Road in a way, what? where yeah okay so hear me out not it not not in terms of like cinematography not in terms of like the movie plot but they take a back seat to the main character, right Mad Max slash Geralt of Rivia, the main character the the badass that everyone knows who can kill or destroy anything in their path. Is taking a backseat to these really awesome like side protagonists. So I get Jennifer that. Yeah. and Siri get amazing, amazing, not just representation of like of of, of people of female in, in different positions of power, mm -hmm. but also just different branches in story in terms of privilege and 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 just being in, in the worst position in your life and trying to grow from there. And it actually helps. Um, this was a this was a show that had a female director in it. I think there was two directors, um, okay. one of them being female. It really shows. Like this, this has so much like character development for females beyond just love interest, beyond just like oh yeah, princess no. who who will one day like this is the one thing that like the Disney formula fails on is that even even in modern day like in Frozen era. Princesses are still princesses. They still don't do much. But Siri is like, you know, she, uh, again, we don't want to get into spoilers here. She picks up. She doesn't just go, oh, no, I'm weak. Like, she, she's like, yo, I can, I can fight. Let's do this. I'm not good, but I'm going to do it. Like, she gets, she gets in there. She gets a, yeah, like a rude awakening to the world, but doesn't crumble right. from it. Like a lot of the women characters, you're right, are just straight up powerhouses in this in this show, to the point even of when like they're not like the most powerful. Like they still show themselves as like we're human. Like we're, we're we're like it's weird to say like this is a show that shows that women are equal, but in terms of like a narrative statement, right? Like, yeah, it's it's so interesting, and like it's so great because Geralt again, he's there, he's still being a badass, but he has the slowest time development like in terms of a timeline because 
his story isn't as important as everyone else around him. And that's kind of true to the video game, right? Like in a video game, you don't want to make your main character just have everything happen to just them. Like you want them a little blank slatey so that you can, you can immerse like yourself in a them. world, yeah. right? And so that you can feel the world being alive. And that's what makes the Witcher series as a video game so good. Um, and they did that really well in this show. And I like, mean, it's also like, I think part of that is just how he's played by Cavill. Or, you know, the emotions aren't always on the surface. You don't, you don't fully right. understand what he's feeling. But also, he's kind of tragic. Because I get the sense that like he's like, I don't feel anything. But I'm like, it seems like you do. But you've just found it easier not to feel. It's like a really tragic character. I just feel these characters so hard, actually. (laughs) Uh, This is is something I do know outside of the show. Um, This isn't really a spoiler. Witchers completely have emotions. They're they're completely fine with this. They have. So that's the lie. (laughs) Well, the level of their emotional control is different, but they still have emotions. They're still human. They're still the the emotions are a real thing, but because everyone sees them as monsters and these grotesque beings because they are mutants, basically. Like, in the X-Men world, they're mutants, right? So, yeah. so he's just like, it's better to let them believe the lie, they, the story they've told, and so that there's less arguments. Oh, there's less, so like... I thought that they were created emotionless, but he's been alive so long that, like, they just learn it. Like they right. well, a part of their mute. Okay. So, like the way the witches are made, um, which I don't think they even go into description. No, they don't. They don't <laughs> at all. Uh, basically, as a kid, you are sold off to a witcher school. Um, you're like traded in, kind of like uh, if you want to make this a game equivalent. Nor, um, uh, in terms of story plot, it's like sending Jon Snow to the wall. Like you're sending them to like basically live their life to just this committing. But in this case, for a witcher, you are you are genetically mutated. Like they they basically open up your DNA and they go, let's 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 inject some monster in there, right? Like not the energy drink, but like monster guts. <laughs> and and okay. if you survive this, you're gonna come out stronger. If you don't, I mean that's why that's, Suck, that's just yeah. yeah. So Geralt is one of those situations. Um, when you're mutated like this, obviously your genetic makeup changes. And when your genetic makeup changes like from human to like say more animal or more demonic you do lose a part of your your humanity you you don't relate to humans as much so there okay. is a part of you that does become more motionless but you're still human on the like you're still ultimately human right like Geralt is still ultimately human that's why he's still that's why he like can fall in love he, you know, spo- this is a real spoiler. He goes to like prostitution, like like to to to, to brothels, yeah. and like I was wondering what was up with that. I'm like, <laughs> that's just something he does. Um, it's yeah. part of like the outcome of witchers is that again they don't explain this. They can't get diseases because they are in fact no longer human. They do not get diseases like we do. Um, but also yeah, because their that. genetics change, they can't have children. So really. They may as well just go and have sex. Like that's that's kind of the whole point. Of it. <laughs> um, but because you're also considered a mutant and disgusting, not many people want to. It's just in this case, oh. Geralt is kind of like the only really sexy version of them. Like he's and and like in the show, it's weird because Henry Cavill's so sexy. Like he's so attractive. So it's kind of like 
yeah, I he's wouldn't. A good looking man, but everyone's like, "You piece of filth, you gross." Oh. And they're like, "What?" And that's because like Book Geralt is more like uh, he's supposed to be, I guess, a little lankier and paler, so like he kind of looks yeah. weird. But um, but again, like he goes to brothels because like that's, that's all that's, that's all you can that's do. An easy way to 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 have sex, I guess. Um, yeah. for for witchers, it's a common thing for them, and they can't get diseases again. Um, but you do lose a bit of your humanity, but you're still human. Like you still want that connection. And so, yeah. but because of this whole, again, this is like a part of what makes Witcher good is there's this whole, like, um, there's this whole privilegedness in like upper class and lower class and where you, where you place in life and who, like how the world sees you and perceives you. Um, so because everyone says, oh, witches are like monsters. They're just like glorified, like tools, basically. Then yeah. he's like. So witches basically go, you know what? If the world sees us as this, we'll make a profit off of it. Like we will, we will do that. This is something that I feel like other fantasy series, like Game of Thrones, like Lord of the Rings, they don't really go into. They're just kind of like, you know, you like the the classes and that sort of thing. Yeah, like Lord of the Rings, especially. They're just like we're the elves. We're so much better than everyone. And we look down on you humans and you're like, oh man, there's some interesting stuff here that we can get into. Like we can break this down. And then it just gets so surface level. I don't know if this is the books now, because again, I've only seen the movies. This is where like, I think a lot of, a lot of fantasy fails is that like the books are probably really good at this stuff, but like, I, I don't know. So like you said earlier, I'll raise at this point on why the witcher is also great it's kind of a double-edged sword but i i'll give it credit for this in that similar to mad max it doesn't feel like it has to tell you every little thing about the world you're in it's perfectly fine i feel like with you not knowing things like in mad max you open up in this world why is this why is this dude controlling the water what's up with his wives you don't right. understand Who is the mad world max? you just know he's kind of a badass like yeah. you don't really know Right, and you don't, it just you don't tells you to. enough, to, and it and you get invested in the story like on a base level. You don't need all the information. Right. The Witcher, like as someone that do, didn't know things, yeah, I didn't get everything. I didn't know everything there there was to know about Witcher physiology. I didn't understand all of this magic or what the heck even chaos was. But the right. characters, I connect. I'm in, and I'm discovering the world through them as it goes to know it and i'm perfectly fine with not having every little thing explained to me if the characters are good and the story is compelling and the witcher does that and that's not a given in other media where they tell you every little thing about the world but your characters suck you know yeah exactly so i'll credit the witcher for that because that it wouldn't be able to it wouldn't be able to capture new people like me if it didn't right like that's that's kind of where like this is where I can't really get into Star Wars a lot. Um, in all honesty, not that it like sucks or anything. It's that a lot of the times it's so heavy on its world. And I'm just like, dude, what? Why are you trying to describe things as if like I already knew this? I don't, right? Yeah. And like the Mandalorian sometimes gets there. But I, the reason why I like it is because it kind of also doesn't. Like it's just like these are Mandalorians and these are badasses. And you're like, okay, I can get behind that. Like. Mm-hmm. You can you can spoon feed me here and there, but you're not. But by the way, the Jedi Council of this and that, and I'm like, what? What? Like yeah, they don't not do appealing. that. You don't need to have read every single book or whatever to be, and, and in this, be on board. Like 
they they'll they'll go into things. This is kind of a like not again. This is not a spoiler, but like they do mention this thing called the law of surprise. Even yeah, me, what is that? I was I like, I don't know. Where is I this written? I don't know. I don't really. Know. You don't know. I don't. I don't. Know. Oh. <laughs> so like even playing The Witcher three, I'm like, I don't know what this is. What and is the like, law? I was so like, that's that's one that's one case where I'm just like, shocked. they need to kind of go into this just a little bit, right? Like just a little bit. This was kind of too much tidbit of the world. They could have just said, this is a wit. We're on Witcher contract, and I've been like. Got it. Witcher thing, contract, got it. Like, Done. but more surprise. It's a Witcher I'll... specific thing, I think? I don't know. No, it's not. Anyone, <laughs> anyone can claim, uh, anyone can claim the law of surprise. You can claim anything in the law of surprise, and then it's enforced by fate? I was... <laughs> I was sitting here like, what is this? What yeah, mechanic I, I don't know is what this? that is. It doesn't, oh. it, they don't explain it in the show. They don't explain it in the game. Uh, they do, honestly, this is the weird part. So I've been playing Witcher 3 a lot now. Um, I've been playing the last expansion, Blood and Wine. It is, it is after you beat the already long process of the main game, which is like yeah. 20 plus hours. No, it's 50 years of your life, just be yeah. real. Yeah, it's 50 years of my life. I've been playing it since the game released. <laughs> Albeit very slow, so it's like I've maybe skipped a year, um, but I play it every now and again, but I'm now hardcore into it because of the Witcher series. I've, in the Blood and Wine expansion, right, this thing that came out two years ago, Geralt has said, now that I've seen this, after watching the Netflix series, he goes, it's a little surprise. And I'm like, okay, ho hold on. What? I would have the same reaction here. What are you talking about? Because he doesn't go into exp explanation as to what that is either. So the game's got nothing for us as well. No. But Aww. I have finally heard the words, the law of surprise, even <laughs> after the Netflix series. So like, this is, I still don't know. I don't Aww. know what this is. Yeah, I, I feel I'm like zero. it was meant for, for like, it was like death. It was literally the law of surprise for me. Like, I don't know why <laughs> I know this. <laughs> um, But like, I will say the the Witcher series again. It's really good if you're into something that's just like a little bit of Game of Thrones in terms of like a more darker, grimmer fantasy, but a, a little more coherent. Like again, this is the one thing yeah. that, like we said, it has a lot more Mad Max vibes. So you're not always seeing like heroes like Jon Snow and Ned Stark like be badasses all the time. They just kind of are more side stories where you get people who are really struggling. And growing, get more more screen time, and then yeah. Geralt kind of gets like the side fun stories, like he has to capture a genie, and you're like, what? <laughs> like, it's just silly and fun. Um, but like to, to their credit, your main characters are going to take some L. Yeah, you know, they, they they get they beat up, else. close to the brink, stuff like that. Like they're mortal, which not yeah. every show. And wants this is something I admit. liked as well. Was like even though this was like the first episode was really action packed. Which mm -hmm. I was kind of like, I hope it's not like this all the time. And it really wasn't. It it's wasn't not, a lot of no. like, just kind of like, hey, we can be action-y. But like, again, like, I like that. Let's make those action moments really impacting by making you care about the characters outside of that, right? See them in their everyday life. Can, yeah. Geralt, can Geralt finally get to sleep? Like, no. like <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, so like that—that's kind of stuff that I like. And uh, what's cool about this is that I, I know a lot of people have already liked it so much. The Witcher Three is now more played than it's 
ever been ever in been. its entire life. Yeah. It's insane. Huge. Like, this show is just blowing up the, the franchise. Which, again, old game has been around, but it's coming back again. It's, um, it's in weird a big because way. this doesn't normally happen for games, like single-player games. You yeah. don't, and, and it's crazy because, like, this game right now, I don't think it's this way anymore, but over the Christmas holiday season, it was like, it, and it, it does this every season, like summer, spring break, uh, uh, Thanksgiving, and then I guess winter as well. Uh, the game on Good Old Games, which is the site that, or which is the um, platform that CD Projekt Red, which is the company that, that made, makes it, yeah, yeah, that makes the Witcher series, they sell it for like fifteen bucks for the whole entire game, like the this whole, is all the everything. Oh, everything. So wine as well. Yes, blood and wine, Ooh. and then uh, something in stone, heart of stone, I think, uh, which was like another expansion, um, not as big as blood and wine though. Uh, you can play that game for fifteen bucks, and it's so amazing. And usually, when you see that kind of thing happen, it's because the game isn't as popular. But no, this game is so popular. Still. Yeah, it's so played. Like I'm getting back into it. It's so there's so much depth there. So if you like The Witcher, watch the Netflix series, get the game. Either for its retail price or when it's on sale for like fifteen bucks, so you don't really have it, to like yeah, don't have to pay full so price for it. It's so worth it. Like no matter how you want to do it, if you do get it, I do recommend getting it on Good Old Games. It's a great, it's a great platform. Um, or if you have a console, just get it on your console, I guess. But like yeah. if you have a PC, get it on Good Old Games. It's directly from the people who make that game, so they get hundred percent of the revenue. Um, they deserve it, especially if you're getting it on sale. I mean, you just give them just straight fifteen bucks, right? Like. So where they put a lot of time into that game and i love yeah. it so much i'm so i'm so into that game again no I cd project red is a good studio good studio mm-hmm. they're they um, are doing cyberpunk 2077 which yeah you know, i need that to show up we're both gonna be that's gonna be something i feel like we're gonna be talking I about i think i'll now. need to build i'll definitely need a new my system's not ready for that my system wasn't even ready for honest. Witcher Three on PC. Like that is a oh, that yeah, is a hefty you game. Don't have an amazing PC. What? <laughs> it's weird. You don't have it in like a top. Like you don't have what's your graphics? Hey, like a 780? Yeah, hey, hold up. Back in the day, it was balling. But no, yes. yeah, I'm rocking a. The things upgrade. Yeah, I got to upgrade, but it works for my resolution. But definitely, I'll need an upgrade for uh, for, yeah, for Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. Yeah, without a doubt. I'm I'm honestly like I am so excited for like where this what this means for video games and uh, TV shows. I know we said I said earlier as well with the League of Legends um, getting their own animated series, um, being the first one to really take on animation. Um, but yeah. like we having having video games be this medium that's on par with movies now is really really good. Like the, we got The Witcher, like it's so good, and it's unfortunate, but I mean, it's a good thing, I guess, because this is a big budgeted thing and it's like terrible in the environment. I hope it gets better on the environment in some <laughs> way. Um, but, or, or if that's, if that's actually the case, but like it's coming out at the beginning of 2021. So we're really waiting a full year. Um, but like, I just, I just want more Witcher, man. The one problem, same. one, the one criticism I can make again, it's the same one for the Mandalorian. The Witcher music in the, in the Netflix series is all right. Other than toss a coin to your Witcher, that is a top tier song. That was that a is, banger, that is, dude. 
That is my 2019 song of choice. Is a song from a TV show that's not even really a like a full full song. It's the it's this is how I know it's from the book. So like to make a song like both medieval and pop is really interesting. Yeah. No, the um, second I saw this thing, like watching the show, song hit like after the first line. I'm yup. This is all gonna be on yep. YouTube tomorrow. This is all <laughs> anyone. Instant hit. I knew it in my Instant. bones. Oh my gosh. It's there are people that are talking non like there are articles being made like on Kotaku and other nerd websites that are just like, I can't get this out of my head. What do oh, I Oh yeah, no. And the was... honesty is there is nothing. It's stuck. <laughs> um oh. I, I think like if uh, for anyone who hasn't heard it, uh, uh I play it all the time on my pod uh, on my podcast, on my uh on my Twitch stream. I'll put it right here, like in this spot, like maybe just like a little clip of it. Oh no, so get it good. in all their heads. Yeah, get it, get just, just if music entices me to watch things a lot of times, if it's really, really catchy, this is it. But again, the rest of the Witcher audio, um, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah, it's all right. The, yeah, the game does out. it better. If you, if you, if you like that kind of Slavic, Polish style music, um, like if you're interested in it, go watch or no go not watch sorry go play the witcher you will hear better versions of it and it's the witcher soundtrack for the game is a banger like it is it's this kind of music just better. good yeah i don't know music my my philosophy on it like if i don't remember it and it just serves the scene it's fine if it detracts that is rough it, right. it takes something really special for me to be like wow that soundtrack uh, no, the the Witcher Three uh, video game soundtrack is like. Actually, I wanna, I wanna, I'm gonna also put in a a, a clip of one of the songs from it. It's the fight music. It's uh, called Silvers for Monsters. Oh, you're all is, up on the. It's it's really really good. Like it is good. It's it is hype fight music. So like I, I guess I'll put it like right here. And like it's just it's just mm, it's perfect. It's good. Um, yeah, it's good. Huh. Uh, yeah, so that's The Witcher. You that's The Witcher. It's a, it's a must watch. The Mandalorian is, I would uh, say, a pretty good watch. Like it's pretty good watch. Not watch must. It. Yeah, not must, but like if you feel it. But Witcher, just if you like fantasy, must must watch. Yeah. It, it is a bit gory, but like I yeah, I I, I think you you got to toss a coin, man. Toss the coin. On Netflix, yeah, one yeah. of the things to see on Netflix right now for sure. For sure. Uh, okay. Um, I guess that's it for this episode. We went really long. This is pretty Let's much. Go. Long. I can't believe we went this far. Like this is this is <laughs> this is too long. <laughs> but I guess that's just kind of we we kind of have a lot. So we have a lot episode, to say. We have thoughts. It's nice. I like it. I, I do like it. Maybe we can have this length of an episode, but it is kind of long. But anyway. Yeah. Um, the next episode will also probably be just as long. Hopefully yeah. not much longer, but it's going to be our 2020, or not 2020, wow. Our uh, 2010 to 2020 decade review of the best and probably the worst things that we've experienced throughout the decade of various things. Yikes. Um, not just like not just things we're interested in, I think, like music, video games, um, uh, movies, uh, technology. Do I even remember the phones. beginning of this decade? Oh. We can go into that. We can go, we can, we can discuss that. Like, I think that's part of what's going to make this pretty great. Like, yeah, remembering what happened. 
the heck what, happened. Yeah, where we started from and where we ended, because yeah. that's important to me. I, I really think that's important. No, it's been a big uh, decade, so. Oh, for sure. All right, so we'll do that. Uh, until then, though, it was great. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, we need to, our outro. Our outro? Oh, yeah, plugs. Oh, plugs. So, um, do you have, do you, do you have? Uh, no, so you plug first, because I have to look up my plug. Uh, if you want to follow me anywhere, I'm at Kyo Nonoguchi on all platforms. Uh, I stream on Twitch Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays uh, at GG Kyo. And yeah, that's it. Hopefully, I get voice roles at some point in my life. Uh, <laughs> I... Yikes. I don't know. Here I go for the plug. Um... <laughs> I don't stream. Uh, I, don't, I don't. I don't do any of that stuff. But I got an Instagram, uh, incognito three hundred two i n underscore c o g n i t o three zero two. I just post random pics of of my various hobbies. Yeah, you can find me there. All right, and if you have any uh, comments, feedback, or questions for us. Um, I, we love to hear them. If you want to email us at nerdy, nerdy cast at gmail.com, that's nerdy, nerdy cast at gmail.com. We will read them on the stream. Like we could do that as an end. Yeah. Segment. Yeah. That would be pretty fun. That'd be pretty cool. Or maybe like we can dedicate an episode. I don't know. Oh, they just reading, reading the comments. Yeah. Reading the comments, yeah. reading the remarks, or maybe a question of some kind. That'd be pretty fun. Right? Yeah, that could be cool. All right. Uh, until next time, I will see ya. Peace. Uh, you got to stop him recording, right? Yeah. Uh...